Spook House, episode number 12. 12. Lucky number 12, right? Yeah, that old <laughs> saying. I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And we are here to wrap up Girlfriend's Picks with... Boy, we got a big one today. We got a big one today. It's a scream, baby. Oh, it's a scream. That's right. We're talking about scream. Mm-hmm. Motherfucking scream. It's a pretty popular the movie. genre-defining, genre-bending... Shot to the heart of the hard genre in the mid '90s. Yes, Scream. Like I said, it's very much the nevermind of uh, you know horror movies. Huh. Never heard that phrase, but I see what you mean. You can see uh, before it was just like rock and you know horror Hair movies at that point were kind of dead. You know everything, and then and then this came out and it put you know horror back in the mainstream, and it kind of changed gotcha. a lot of things. Yeah, at that point in the mid-90s, it was mostly kind of running on the steam of like the 80s slasher icons. You know, there and really wasn't a whole lot going on in the mid-90s. It was really just like like almost direct video trash. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, look at... I mean, hey, Halloween 6 was 95. Yeah, and then Halloween 6 went over so well. Halloween H2O was almost a direct video horror movie. H2O might as well have been... Scream! It was so it literally was. It was a screamified Halloween sequel. After after this, everything was screamified. Hold those thoughts, Jason. We're gonna get into it. We'll get to it. Yeah, but first, so what has been up, bud? How was life treating you? Life's treating me okay. You know, yeah, treating me okay. Nothing too crazy. Nothing out of the ordinary, which is always nice. How many trips have you made to the video store in last week? None. (laughs) I had to think about it, but no, none. (laughs) Okay. Been binging on your VHS tapes at home. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, have you watched anything good lately? I actually have watched. I watched a couple of things this week. I did. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, now, what, two of them were good. The other one was not. All right. Okay. Well, so, it wouldn't be Jason's picks without a couple of shitty. Well, movies, even this so. one, I was like, "Fucking hell!" <laughs> so, I was going to schedule an episode of uh, True Trauma. Uh, yeah, True Tromance with my buddy Tom. Uh-huh. So, of course, you got to watch a movie. Yeah. We, yeah, you guys haven't put out an episode in like three months. Well, so. it, there's been issues. Gotcha. Um, so, <laughs> we were like, all right, we're getting better. We're finally, we're going to sit down. We watched a movie called Honky Holocaust. Honky Holocaust. All right. And What is that about? In a world where Charles Manson did successfully ignite the race war that he was uh, envisioning. Huh. Yeah. And it ends with a very racially motivated mass shooting. Okay. So we were like, you know what? Let's put this on the back burner a little bit. All right. And not review that one at this current juncture. Yeah, time. that doesn't sound. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it was pretty. Even my trauma standards were like, this is Thanks not. Thanks for bringing it up on our podcast. I really <laughs> appreciate that, Jason. Very cool. 
Uh, did you watch anything else? Yeah, I watched uh, Won't You Be My Neighbor, the Fred Rogers documentary. Oh, okay. It's really so you good. went from uh, white supremacy to... Well, actually, I had to after that. I was like, okay, I've got to <laughs> watch something wholesome, and it's going to make me feel good. I got you. And it absolutely did. Now, is that's the documentary, or is that the Tom Hanks movie? That's the documentary. The Tom Hanks movie isn't out yet. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. From the trailers, I saw, like, Tom Hanks' portrayal as Mr. Rogers, and I'm like, hmm. Okay. I like Tom Hanks. Yeah. I like Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be good. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I saw the documentary and it was like, he really was everything you want him to be. You know, huh. growing up watching Fred Rogers, he's just a really super nice guy. Seems like it. Yeah. And it was very. How did he die? Old. Being too nice. Yeah, being too nice. <laughs> he know. died of too much, a massive heart. Oh, okay. <laughs> Um, I, I didn't realize he was also. Did you know he was a minister, ordained minister? I did not know. I didn't that. know that either. The more you know, the more you know. I also watched the documentary Free Solo. Have you watched that? Is that the guy that climbs the mountains with the yeah safety gear? Or anything? Yeah, this was okay. probably the movie that I, re- I said the record amount of times. Fuck that. Oh, it's a real butthole clincher, huh? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> also, the guy's not the the nicest guy in the world. Really, he's not like an asshole or anything, but he's just kind of a you know, very like a loner. I got you. He's the kind of guy that would have a long-term girlfriend that would, would never say I love you. Like that kind of guy. <laughs> That's a very specific kind of guy. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I think that actually gets brought up in the, the movie at some point. Because <laughs> he has a girlfriend. The guy, he's a, uh, he's free solos, which he climbs you know, huge rocks and um, sure. boulders and mountains without ropes, which seems fucking crazy to me. Oh yeah, to me too. He actually has, was dropped from some sponsor because, like, him and a couple other people that do that, they're like, "We just want, we don't want to be get behind this kind of thing anymore because it's just too dangerous." Damn. But he climbs El Capitan, or El Cap as they call it, which I forgot exactly. It's like a mile high. Mm-hmm. He climbs it without a rope, and it's like a, a straight up vertical rock surface. Oh fuck that! I'm like, dude, no. But yeah, so those are the three movies I watched. I would give Free Solo and Once You Be My Neighbor a high recommendation. You know, if, especially if you like documentaries. I've like been meaning to watch it. Yeah. It's on Hulu. That really? one's on HBO Go. I don't know if you have that one, but Free, but, um, free Solo is on Hulu. Did you hear about this package that Disney, Hulu, and ESPN Plus are going to do? Yeah. I think it's for like, I don't know, 12 bucks a month or something? I think it's even cheaper than that. Dude, I might sign up for that shit. Being a hardcore MMA fan... You yeah, get the UFC fights too. What? So when they, when ESPN has stuff, is it only on ESPN Go or ESPN Plus? I guess. Yeah, anytime they have like a UFC fight night or something. Mm-hmm. Now that they switch from Fox Sports to ESPN Plus, okay. And I don't have ESPN Plus. I need to get it just so I can watch some fights. Mm-hmm. So I've got I might ESPN. have to take them up on that. Yeah, I have ESPN. I don't have ESPN Plus. Do you think this is going to kind of like fuck up Netflix? People are going to be like, well. Disney is, is well. See, the thing is, like Disney can operate this thing at a loss for a long time, and I'm sure that's what they're trying to do. They're going to try to undercut Netflix, whatever. I forget like how much Netflix is a month now, mm-hmm. but they're going to undercut Netflix and they're going to offer offer their entire catalog because they can. Mm. And now they have, now they own Fox. It's going to be Disney and Fox movies. Well, I feel like a lot of people just have both. So I mean, that's true. There should be a lot of people that do that. Yeah. Well, I finally checked out Tubi. 
Oh, you did. I've been talking about Tubi for a while. T-U-B-I. So, everybody listening, if you want, give it a download. It is 100% free. Yeah. And it surprisingly has some decent shit up there. Like, now, there's quite a lot of, a lot of yeah, stuff. There's, I mean, like, granted, if you want like, just awful stuff, yeah, but there's really good stuff. Yeah. And I watched a movie up there. I finally watched Goodnight Mommy. Now, how was that? We talked about this what two episodes ago? Yeah, so um, I remember we. I, I put it out there in the universe. Hey, somebody, tell me where I can watch this movie. I hear it's good. Yeah, it's a Austrian horror movie. I'm pretty sure it's Austrian. Yeah. Well, it's not really a horror movie. I wouldn't. I would say it's okay. More like a extremely slow. Like, where's this going kind of movie. Okay. It's not really scary at any point. There's not a whole lot of suspense. Yeah. So, Goodnight Mommy, it's basically about these two twins, and their mom was in a really bad accident, and she's wearing all these bandages on her face. Yeah. And the whole movie is just them, like, thinking, like, this isn't really our mom, because she's, like, not being their usual mom, and... <laughs> So they're kind of investigating, trying to figure out if she is their mom, and yeah. then they decide that she isn't their mom, and oh. they do stuff. I'll I'll leave it at yeah, that. I haven't seen any, you know. But I, when it ended, I was like, "Ooh, not really for me." Okay, so or anyone else? Good. No- well, I mean, a lot of people like it. Uh, good night. Really? Mom. Yeah, um, yeah. It's got like six on IMDb. Oh, really? I thought it was a little bit higher than yeah, that. I did too. Okay. I saw the trailer like years ago, and I was like, "Damn, this looks good." Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, Good Night, Mommy, or the Babadook? Which one would you rather watch? Babadook, hundred percent. Really? Oh, hundred wow. percent. I like the Babadook. I didn't like the Babadook. I didn't love it. Well, I don't know. It has some good parts in it. I I like it. Okay. I mean, he does kind of like Marilyn Manson on the cover. Smells like children, but. <laughs> Um, I do like that movie. So yeah, the, I I wanted to smack the shit out of that little kid. Oh all gosh, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Bob Duck all the way. Did you watch anything else? I did, Jason. I watched Election for the probably thirtieth time in my life. Did you pick flick? I did. I'm more of a Metzler, you Betzler. <laughs> <laughs> so if you haven't seen Election. It's a 1998 weird little indie comedy starring Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon about a school election yeah. that just goes off the fucking rails. It, it's just a really funny movie. I love that movie. I'm pretty sure it was inspired by, there was an instance in the 90s, I think, where the prom or homecoming queen was who won. The teachers threw away some of the votes because she was pregnant. Oh. So I think that's kind of what inspired some of this movie. Well, it was a book, too. Okay. Well, in this movie, Reese Witherspoon isn't pregnant. No. She's just a overachiever. Matthew Broderick just kind of resents her. So he kind of sabotages. Well, there's a reason why he doesn't like. Yeah. So just watch the movie if you've yeah. never seen it. It's one of my it's one of my favorite comedies of all time. It's, it's really funny. It's really good. But it's on Tubi. Yeah. As well. Is. Yeah. Oh, Dude, wow. Tubi is killing that. it. Yeah, it's free. Hey, did I mention it's free? Oh, snap. No strings attached. When I downloaded it, I was like, they got this movie? 
I was like, no fucking way. Let me see if this even works. Now, granted, they do make you like three ads before you watch the movie. Okay. And throughout the movie, you got to watch a couple ads. Like maybe two or three times. Yeah. The movie. I mean, I've watched some Tubi movies. But did I say it was free? <gasps> it oh, is. Snap. Yeah. How much does that cost a month? Nothing. Holy shit. Did you hear me say free? Oh, you free. You say it again? <laughs> Tubi, what's up with that sponsorship, yo? Yeah. Shutter. <laughs> we won't be mad. Mm-mm. Other than that, I haven't really watched a whole lot. Okay, cool. Any HGTV? Not really. Okay, okay. Yeah, nothing too crazy. Been a little busy this week with work and whatnot. Uh, okay, I got you. Well, that makes sense. That makes sense. I can understand that. That's right. Unfortunately, we can't just sit around and watch horror movies all day. That's right. How can we figure I'm out? not 14 to... anymore. Right. <laughs> I used to burn through those motherfuckers. <laughs> Scream being one of those movies. That was in heavy Scream rotation when I was 14. being one of those movies. That's right. Well, before we get into Scream, you know what we got to do. You know what it is? Horror movie news. That's right, Jason. Why don't you lay it on me? All right. So. Tell me what I missed this week. All right. Well. They started filming the Candyman movie. Okay. Jordan Peele's Candyman movie that he co-wrote. He co-wrote He co-wrote it. He's not directing it. You know they're going to have his name all over those promotional materials. Oh, yeah, absolutely. From the writer of Us or no, it, well, he's Get pro- Out. No, he's producing it, too. So it'll be from the and producer. the producers from the mind of Us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah be, absolutely. But, hey, just the fact that he's got his hands on it makes yeah. me feel like, okay. Well, I mean, I've, I've enjoyed both of his movies a it's lot. It's going to have some integrity. Yeah. And I'm also, sure. uh, Key and Peele was hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. For sure. So, he he hasn't led us straight, although I've heard some mixed things about the Twilight Zone show. It's okay. Oh, you've watched it? I I watched, like, a couple episodes. Okay. So, basically, I thought that the the content itself was pretty good. The only thing that Jordan Peele, from what I could see, really was involved with was just doing the intro to just it. Just a Rod Serling. Well, yeah. of course, Rod Serling wrote most of the episodes. Yeah, too. like, just it, it could have just yeah. been Black Mirror and with Jordan plays, plays the show. Oh, okay. And you'd be like, oh, have you seen the new Black Mirror? But the only thing that makes it Twilight Zone is Jordan Peele telling you it's the Twilight Zone. Okay, so it's not, like, very it's technology not... driven? I don't know. Okay. I mean, Black Mirror is. But... Yeah, I mean, I've seen most of Black Mirror. Not the episodes I saw. Okay. Well, it was okay. Okay. Cool. Anyways. Anyways. So what else about Candyman? So yeah, they just started filming in Chicago. Okay. And they added Coleman Domingo from Fear of the Walking Dead. No, I've not I've used to watch Walking Dead, but I've never watched Fear of the Walking Dead. Were you a fan of The Walking Dead? I read the comics and then I started watching I watched the first three or four seasons of the T V show. Mm-hmm. And then I just kinda like, nah, I think I'm done. I watched about three episodes of the first season. Uh-huh. I really tried. Really? I wanted to like it, but yeah. I was like, this is... Now, see, I really enjoyed the first couple it? of seasons, and then it just got really just... Ugh. Yeah, it's a drama, and oh, hey, there's zombies over there. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. You know how I'm crazy about zombies these days. Highly original concept. So that's what we're doing next month. We're doing zombie month, right? <laughs> no, we're not. Well, I mean, we could. There's a lot of great zombie stuff out yeah. there, but I'm just saying at this point is been... we'll, we'll definitely get to zombie month at some point. Okay. Um, but that'll be Night of the Creeps. Holla. I mean, yeah, yeah. There's some good shit. There it is. Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. Anyways, so yeah, and um, Jordan's calling this a spiritual sequel to the original. 
So I don't know if it's going to be like a Halloween 2018 kind of thing or if it's going to be like a reboot sort of. I don't know exactly what a spiritual sequel. Okay, who was playing Candyman? I'd imagine it's not Tony Todd. Tony no, Todd's got to be not. getting up there. He keeps saying he wants to be in it. I don't know if they've ever confirmed that he's in it. And I, Tony, I mean, if I saw Tony Todd in there, I'd be excited because, I mean, it's... Tony, we love you, dog, but why don't you sit this one out? <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you and hating horror icons? Hey, man, I love Tony Todd, <laughs> but, I mean, he's got to be like... Well, no, I'm not saying I don't want him to be... Candyman in this movie? Uh-huh. I would like to see him in like a cameo kind of oh, thing. Oh, sure. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But as far as like leading role... Mm-hmm. I, no, 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 no. That's, that's, that's fine. Yeah. So you want Kane Hodder to play Candyman? We'll get to that. <laughs> Hang on there, Kane. <laughs> so yeah, I'm not sure exactly what spiritual sequel mm-hmm. is going to be. I don't know if it's going to be like a 2018 Halloween kind of thing, or if it's going to be a straight direct... Or like a maybe a, a slight reboot, kind of like the Evil Dead remake is kind of a reboot and a yeah. sequel a little bit. Also, they are doing some casting for Mortal Kombat. That takes hmm. you back, doesn't it? Yeah, nineteen ninety five. God, you remember like just hooking quarters of that arcade machine back in the day? Oh yeah, I grew up playing Mortal Kombat. Yeah, on the Super Nintendo. <laughs> the first Mortal Kombat movie. You know what? I mean, is it bad? Yes. I remember liking it it's, as a kid, but... Yeah, and it has a cult following, in a way. Yeah. Now, the second one is pure dog shit. <laughs> Mortal Kombat Annihilation. The first one actually did some kind of creative stuff. There's some decent fight scenes. Scorpion, Johnny Cage in the forest. What? With the horrible CGI, the get over Gora. here. Hand. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I saw some pretty cool like behind-the-scenes stuff on youtube there's like some some video dedicated to yeah. yes so new mortal Kombat. so james wan is producing james wan, and he's saying it's gonna be rated r which also is, is more interesting now this is exactly a horror movie but we just grew up with this thing we saw yeah. it so might as well talk about it since it was kind of slower news week yeah and it comes out in march of 2021 yep. so yeah, strap in. You got a little while to wait yeah. if you're ju- if you're chomping at the bit for this, you know, Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah. And the only name I saw that was notable was uh, Raiden is being played by the same guy who played Itchy the Killer. Really? Or who was in Itchy the Killer? He wasn't Itchy the Killer. He was with the main character. He's playing Raiden. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you haven't seen that movie, this you know it's on Shutter. Give it a little watch. Watch it with your family. And if you don't know who Raiden is, just watch. Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> he's he's in that. A whole eight years before Mortal Kombat ever came out. Yeah. Or whenever it came out. Yeah. That's clearly where they got the inspiration for Raiden. I would certainly think so, yes. Yes. Actually, Raiden didn't appear until Mortal Kombat 2, right? Or was he in the first one? I'm trying to remember. It's been I so don't long. Know. Anyways. Yeah. Mortal Kombat movie. Please don't suck. But if it does... I don't care. Name a good video game movie. Resident Evil. I, I mean, like the, the first the one. First one's, the first one's fun. It's I like not the first great, one. but for what it is, it's fun. You know, which is all you, want, that's all you want from a Resident Evil movie. I actually, you know what? I kind of really like that movie. It's it's a little too, it's very action-packed. And yeah. Like, Marilyn Manson did the score for it. Yeah. And I thought he did a great job. It's got some cool moments in it. It's a zombie movie I enjoy. Yeah. There you go. I said it. Good. <laughs> All right, what else, Jason? All right, last but not least, 
Phil's favorite horror icon, Kane Otter. Yep, my boy Kane. He's he's had a couple thoughts here recently. Okay, he's got it. He wants to do another Friday the Thirteenth movie. Gee, really? Yeah, obviously with the the legal limbo this movie's in, that's you know maybe one day. Well, I'm sure there will be there will be another Friday the Thirteenth movie at some point. It's mm-hmm. just inevitable. But when is up in the air? Yeah, he wants to play Friday, uh, Jason again as sure. And he wants to bring back all the characters. He wants to bring Corey Feldman back to be yeah. Tommy. Yeah. Hey, Kane. Yeah, don't become a screenwriter, okay? Why don't you <laughs> sit back? <laughs> now, to be fair, he was doing an interview and they were like, so, Kane, where would you like to see the Friday 13th series? Yeah, he was taken? prompted to talk about, you know. Yeah, and he was like, you know, I would love to come back, play Jason again. And apparently, he wants to play Michael Myers, too. I believe in the same interview, he's like, you know, I've always wanted to play Michael Myers. I would love to play Michael Myers. Like, hey, Kane. Uh, hey, Kane, do you want to come back and play Candyman, too? <laughs> I mean, goddamn. You know he played Leatherface Which one was briefly it? in part three. He did some stunts. Oh, okay. So, technically, he has been Jason and Leatherface. Oh, and Freddy, because he did the glove and Freddy versus and the Jason's dead. Sure. You mean... The glove at the very end of him. That yeah, was you mean Jason goes to hell. Yeah, I'm sorry. And Jason goes to hell. Freddy's dead. And you know what? When you think about it, he was only Jason in Jason Goes to Hell for like... At the very beginning and the very maybe end. Maybe like a whopping five minutes total. Yeah. <laughs> and then he plays himself in Jason Goes to Hell. Remember? Because Jason kills him. Oh, yeah. Wait. Showing off that sweet mullet. He's like the guy in the hallway... Oh, yeah. He was just he was like, like a hey, Jason's a guy. pussy, huh? Yeah. Or something like that. And <laughs> then you see later that Jason killed him. Yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, Kane, you know what, man? I hope you're, I hope you get the role of Michael Myers, Jason, Leatherface, and Chucky, and Chucky. <laughs> anybody else you want to play. Go nuts. Dog All, ears. Also, if you ever see us at a convention, please don't kill us. That's all I ask. <laughs> well, that was pretty much all the news we got. Let's just jump right on into it. We got a we got we got a hard hitter today, heavy hitter today. That's right. We're talking about motherfucking scream, motherfucking scream in 1996. That's right, Christmas scream. of 96. Yep, it was released on December 18th, 1996. Mm-hmm. Kind of a bold move, right? Yeah, releasing was a little bit different in the 90s, but still, you know, it's still a family movie era you know you go see yeah. family movies in the christmas it was filmed on a budget of 14 million and ended up grossing worldwide over 173 million so good on you scream good on you good return there but it only made six million on its opening weekend so this movie like really spread with word wings. of mouth yeah yeah back you know people had to talk to each other about <laughs> movies that were going on yeah. <laughs> when was the first time you saw this can you recall? It was right before Scream Two had come out. Okay. Or was it right before? It was right before Scream Two was coming to video. I remember. Which would have been because Scream Two came like right 97? the same year, like in the next year. Yeah. Really? It came out, yeah. It was like within the next year. Yeah. Scream Two was ninety seven. Scream yeah. Three was two thousand. I know. Scream Three sucks. Yeah. Um, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's. I remember everybody talking about it, but mm-hmm. I was still. This is the movie that got me into horror movies. Okay. Now, it's not my favorite horror movie anymore, you know? 
I mean, I still really enjoy this movie. Same. You know, but it was the movie that got me into horror movies. Mm -hmm. Now, I remember, I don't know if Scream 2, maybe Scream 2 had come out on VHS at this point. Because I remember renting it and watching it at my friend Jack's house. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, right after that, we went and watched Scream 2. I'm pretty sure that's how how it went down for me. All right. When was the first time you remember? The first Scream? Pretty sure we rented it from the video store one night. Greenwood Video? Possibly. <laughs> Not sure. Could have been the blockbuster in Kinston. Okay. Can't confirm. Cannot confirm. Cannot deny. Okay. But I know I saw Scream 2 in theaters. I was hyped as fuck. <laughs> Actually, our mom tried to take me and my brothers to see Scream 2, and the person at the ticket booth denied us, even though our mom was with us, and my mom got pissed. She was like, <laughs> well, well, she didn't say F, y'all, but yeah. she, like, I think we drove to a different theater, the one that will let us in, <laughs> you know, because we were accompanied by our mom. We really wanted to see that movie. What? So. so she took the entire family to go see Scream 2? Yeah. <laughs> pretty Even... fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. But the original Scream, I'm pretty sure I rented it, and yeah. I loved it, of course. So I say we would have been 10, you know, when the first one came out. Yeah, or nine, nine, ten, nine or ten. ten. Yeah, nine and ten, yeah. something like that. Gosh, I was already balls deep, deep in horror. Balls deep in horror by then. So this was just, you know, I'm over this whole Erner scared stupid thing. Bring on the. <laughs> oh no, I was already deep into the Halloween yeah, and all that yeah. by then. So, Kevin Williamson wrote this movie. North Carolina native. Yeah, Newburn. Yeah. Again, Kevin Williamson, Nicholas Sparks, Newburn, North Carolina natives. Also, the birthplace of Pepsi Cola. It is. Uh, we're yep. reminded of that every day. Oh, yeah. If you visit Newburn, there's Pepsi shit everywhere. Yeah. So, he wrote and directed Teaching Miss Tingle. That's his only directing credit. I have. Have you I, seen that movie? I may have seen it in the 90s. I couldn't tell you shit about it Pass. if I tried. Really? Yeah. Does it have uh, James Marsden in it? Yeah, I think so. And um, the guy from the oldest Katie brother. Holmes? From, yeah, she's in it. And the oldest brother from Seventh Heaven, which I mean, I'm sure you've never watched means that. means nothing to exactly. me. Exactly. But it, it's not a good movie. Okay. Uh, it well, was at the point where Kevin Williamson was just riding that screenplay high where he was the oh, hottest shit yeah. in town. Yeah, they were like, oh, yeah, we'll let you direct a movie. Yeah, because then what Scream 1 was great. Scream 2 was also huge. H2O, which he had a hand in, was big. Well, yeah, he I did. I Know What You Did Last Summer was he, also huge. He wrote Scream 2. He did the screenplay for I Know What You Did Last Summer. Yeah. And the screenplay for The Faculty. Yeah, so, so. I mean, he had just like hit, hit. He was just a hit factor at that point. Yeah, pretty much. Um, and he wrote Scream in three days. He was just on fire when he wrote it. He got the inspiration and just got it out of well, the system. He got it from the Gainesville Ripper. That's right. He was inspired by the Gainesville Ripper. Now, the Gainesville Ripper, other than killing... College co-eds. Yeah. Other than that, there wasn't a whole lot to... No. It's not a whole lot of relation. No, no, no. It's, it, it's a stretch to say it's based on a true story, because yeah. it certainly isn't. It Thank just... God they didn't advertise it as based on a true story. That would have yeah. been lame. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, I mean, it's directed by Wes Craven. Mr. Wesley Craven. Uh, horror movie legend, yes. R.I.P. Yes. He directed all four Scream movies. The first time ever that a director has like directed the entire series. Yeah, and he almost backed out of Scream 3. Kind of wish he would have. Uh, because he wanted to do Music of the Heart, I believe was the movie. Mm. It's the only movie he ever directed that got an Academy Award nomination. Oh, okay. Meryl Streep was in it. It was just kind of like, a, oh yeah, Meryl Streep. Here you go. 
Uh, heard she's a horrible person. Moving on. <laughs> Google it. Google Meryl Streep, horrible person. Uh-huh. So, Roger Jackson, he did the voice of Ghostface. Now, if you see a picture of Roger Jackson, doesn't look like the scariest guy in the world, yeah. but he does a good job for this. I, I did Google him, yeah. Yes. Now, as far as the rest of the cast, why don't you kick it off, Jason? So, who do we got on this long list of characters here? Long list of characters. Okay. First off, we got Drew Barrymore. All right. As Casey Becker. Mm-hmm. Now, she was originally cast, or they wanted to originally cast her as Sydney, mm-hmm. but she said she did not want to be Sydney because she, she thought it would be a better choice for her to be Casey because that if she's killed off immediately, the audience would not know what to expect. Was Drew Barrymore that big of a star around this time? I mean, she was a very popular, known actress. Yeah. You know? What else was she in? Never been kissed. Gun crazy. No, that was after Scream. Yeah, she was in Gun Crazy. Obviously, she was in E.T. I mean, she was a big child actress. Yeah, when she was was like fucking six. Yeah, Yeah. but she'd done a lot of stuff early stuff in the nineties. Where she wasn't like the draw that she was at this point. But she was. It wasn't like Jennifer Aniston getting stabbed. But if you look at the rest of that cast, oh, she was bigger than Jennifer Aniston at that point, probably. Nah, dude, not with Friends going. Well, Courtney. Well, we'll get to that part later. Okay, but. (laughs) She, of that cast, she was the most known actor in the, of the, of the, sure, the cast. Yeah. You can say that. Fair to say. Yeah. And for them to kill off the very... It's very psycho, you know? Yeah, yeah. They kill off the biggest star in the first 10 minutes of the movie. Of course. After that, we have Nev Campbell, who was on Party of Five. Yes. She playing Sidney Prescott, the star of the movie. That's right. And the lone star, or the biggest star of the entire series, because she's never seen one of them. Her Dewey and Courtney Cox. That is correct. Yeah, so this role, originally Kevin Williams approached Molly Ringwald. So Molly Ringwald was 27 at the time, and she turned down the role because she was like, you know what, I don't want to be 27 playing a high schooler. Yeah. And touche. And she's- so they gave it to a 25-year-old. Well, Nev Campbell's 23 Yeah. when they offered her this role. Uh-huh. Now, some of the cast were like, I think, Skeet Ulrich and Matthew Lillard were like twenty four or five. Really? Yeah. They, that that was one of my my notes. When I was writing down this movie. I was like, clearly these people, clearly not high schoolers. And that does remind me of that part in Scary Movie that yeah. made me joke about that. Um, but yeah, and it's there's a there were a lot of what ifs for the uh, the Sydney Prescott character that I'll get to in a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. get to him. Yeah, get to him. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about her character. All right. All right, so Reese Witherspoon actually turned down the role for Sidney Prescott. Yes. Now, she, later that year, she would make Freeway. Remember that movie? No. Kiefer Sutherland? No. Kiefer with Kiefer Sutherland? hmm Yeah, it's not great. It's not bad. No. But she also made Fear. I do remember Fear. In 96. Okay, I do remember Fear. <laughs> That's a decent movie. It's been a long time since I've seen it. Mark Wahlberg? Yeah, I know what you're talking plays about. Plays the Alyssa crazy, crazy boyfriend. Yeah. She was like, you know what? I don't want to star in this groundbreaking franchise. Let me go get finger banged by well, Mark Wahlberg like on the roller coaster. It a groundbreaking franchise. Yeah, it's not like she knew that it was going to be groundbreaking at the time, but kind of made a mistake there, Reese, <laughs> with turning it down. Now, what else was Nev Campbell in? After this, she did Wild Things. Yeah, which was like quite incredible the, movie. The quite the the nineties. Uh, a lot of videotapes probably ruined from that movie, from rewinding and stopping and rewinding and stopping. 
Oh, I see. Yeah. I, I see what you mean. <laughs> a little 90s humor there. Yeah. All right. <laughs> now, she was also in Drowning Mona. Have you ever seen that? Came out in 2000. Stars Danny DeVito, Casey Affleck. It's this weird comedy movie. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. It All sounds right. familiar. It's really funny, dude. I love that movie. Not a lot of people talk about it. It just kind of flew under the radar, but it's a good one. Check it out sometime. I'll try to. I'll try to. Tori Spelling, apparently, was that. There's even that joke in there about Tori Spelling. Mm-hmm. But she actually, apparently, was uh, at least thought about, considered for the role. I gotcha. Of Sidney Prescott. Who else we got, Jason? We got Mr. Skeet Ulrich. Oh, Billy. Now, Skeet Ulrich is one of the people who was supposed to be a Johnny Depp 90s for the 90s. Yeah, he's a, a diet Johnny Depp, if yeah. you will. <laughs> yeah, his real name is Brian Ray Trout. I think he did okay in this movie. I think he was fine. I think yeah. he would. I think it was because David Arquette was originally going to was kind of offered this role. No, I think Skeet Ulrich did a better job than David yeah, Arquette. Yeah, I can't see David Arquette no. playing this role. No. Now Skeet Ulrich, he briefly went to the University of North Carolina Wilmington to study marine biology. Hmm. Now I've lived in Wilmington for a few years, and if you don't know, they film a lot of movies and TV shows in Wilmington. And Skeet, oh, sorry, just saying that. Say it without laughing. Skeet was credited as Thug in the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which was filmed there. Yeah. And he was also in Weekend at Bernie's, which was also filmed in Wilmington. I did not know the Weekend at Bernie's was filmed in Wilmington. That's right. A lot of shit was. Yeah. And he was raised in Concord, North Carolina. He was in the Newton Boys. Remember that? He's on uh, Riverdale now. The show is actually pretty oh, popular. Oh, really? Hmm? He, right, he's a uh, he's Jughead's dad, and there's a big thing with uh he's one of the huh. yeah. And he also made Chill Factor in 1999 with Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> and apparently it flopped big time, and it currently sits at 11 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm sure it's good. It uh, doesn't sound to be no. But he was also in The Craft with Nev Campbell. Yes. Now, have you seen The Craft yet? Get your fucking life together and watch The Craft. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> All the movies you've seen, you haven't seen the crap. Still blows my mind. What? It's not easily streaming anywhere, Phil. Uh, okay. Well, you go to the Alamo like oh, eight yeah, times I, a week. It'll be the next time. <laughs> All right. Who else we got, Jason? We've got Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers. That's right. The reporter with a meteorologist name. Yeah. She had to campaign for this movie, actually, because uh, she was, so everybody was used to her seeing as Monica. Geller on Friends, uh-huh. and she's kind of a nice person on that show, and they didn't really believe that she could play an asshole, because she is kind of an asshole in this movie. Yeah, asshole's a word. Bitch, I guess. Uh, you know. Well, those are her words. She wanted a bitchy character. Oh, okay. And so, Gail Weathers is a bitchy character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, the first thing Courtney Cox was really ever in was Bruce Springsteen video, Dancing in the Dark. Yeah. I also always remember the SNL skit. Have you seen that with Adam Sandler? No. So when she came on to host SNL in the 90s, when Adam Sandler was in there, he just did his Bruce Springsteen impression. Oh, okay. And they just did the Dance in the Dark video for her monologue. Huh. Now, her first kind of breakout movie was Ace Ventura. Was this before or after that? Ace Ventura was 94. Okay. I'm so, I just couldn't remember. I thought it was before. but A whopping two years before this movie came oh, out. Gosh, how dare I forget something that came out 25 years ago. <laughs> yep. It was right there in IMDb. Um, she was on Friends, of course. 
and she dated Michael Keaton from 1989 to 1995, which I did not know. Now, do you know who turned down the role of Gail Weathers? Janine Garofalo. Yes, I, I did know that. And I can't imagine that role. I'm kind of glad she didn't accept that role. I just don't see that at all. No, and after yeah. Janine Garofalo turned in, it was almost Brooke Shields. Oh, all right. Now, who else we got, Jason? We got Rose McGowan as Tatum. Yes, Rose McGowan. This is one of her first movies. Yeah, her first role was Encino Man. She had a brief role in that. She's also in uh, everybody's favorite, other favorite. Biodome. Biodome. Yep. She was also in the Doom Generation. I have never seen that. I read about it. Looks pretty interesting. I've seen it. It's part of a kind of a trilogy of movies. Okay. She's in that, and she's also in Nowhere, which is the, the third part in that trilogy. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really weird, interesting 90s independent movies. And she starred in Phantoms. Which is another little horror movie from I think it was ninety six. It was yeah, a Dimension the, Films release. Yeah, with Ben Affleck. Affleck. Yeah, yeah. you the bombing Phantom, Joe. What? Oh, you don't remember that from? Oh, Dead? yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Jawbreaker, of course, in ninety nine. That kind of mm-hmm. has a little cult following. It and does. Planet Terror. And hey, she dated Marilyn Manson in the late nineties. And there's always that that dress she wore to the, it was like the Video Music Awards. Yeah. Yeah. And she did backing vocals on Posthuman, which appears on Mechanical Animals. Okay. Good stuff. All right. After that, we've got David Arquette as Dewey, mm-hmm. who was originally going to play the Billy Loomis part. Now, one of my favorite David Arquette roles is Airheads. He has a very small role in that. He works at the radio station. He has blonde, short, spiky hair in that. Wow. Yep, he's in it. I can't. I, mean, I trust you. I, just, I can't pick. It's been so long since I've seen Airheads, though, so I can't. Yeah. And... A movie I'm not too crazy about, Ready to Rumble. Just never. <laughs> I love '90s wrestling, but I just didn't get on. I didn't get on board with it. Mm. And eight legged, eight legged freaks. Yep, it's kind of got a cult following. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson's in that movie. Really? I'll be damned. Yep. Did not know that. <laughs> so who else, Jason? We have Matthew Lillard. Mm-hmm. He is probably my favorite character in this movie. As Stu. Also, everybody's favorite Shaggy. Does he know he still plays Shaggy for the uh, cartoons? Yeah, I do know that. And I kind of wish he would do more stuff. But he seems to just be riding that Scooby-Doo wave. And Hey, I don't blame well, him. He directed a, have you ever seen Fat Kid Rules the World? No. He, I know he directed I think he wrote it too. It's, from a, it's a, a young adult novel. Mm-hmm. And it's really good. It's hmm. a nice coming-of-age movie. I, I give it two thumbs up, as they say. All right. <laughs> And his first movie was Ghoulies 3. Ghoulies go to college, right? I think so. <laughs> he also starred in, well, didn't star, but he was in Serial Mom, which is a criminally underrated movie. Wait, doesn't he have long hair in that movie? I think so. And he was also in Hackers, which is a 1995 little weird movie. Mm-hmm. And my favorite role of his, SLC Punk. And Matthew Lillard has said that that is his proudest film to date. And I totally see it. He absolutely kills it in that. Standing at a whopping 6'3", he starred in 13 Ghosts, which just sucks. I know some people like it. Um, and he, He's done some dramatic roles. He did The Descendants with George Clooney. He did. In like 2011. He did great in that. I would like to see him in more dramatic stuff. I would too. And in 1990, he hosted 
Skate TV, SK8 TV, and it came on Nickelodeon. Just YouTube it. You're welcome. You sent out that clip, and I was like, holy crap. Yeah, yeah. So, who else we got, Jason? We've got Jamie Kennedy as Randy, Mm -hmm. who also the role was almost sent to Breckenmeyer. And uh, who was the other one I saw? Jason Lee. Yeah, Breckenmeyer and Jason Lee were in the final callbacks for this role. They even screen tested, yeah. Yeah, and Jason Lee, I could see... I wouldn't be mad at that. I could see Breck and Meyer too. Meyer. Uh, Breck and Meyer. I don't know. He's just too like, whoa, dude. Like, nah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's that dude up to? He I know did- he does Robot Chicken with uh, Seth Green. Uh, I think Jamie Kennedy did a great job in this. I do too. I mean, other than this, there hasn't really been anything that I like Jamie Kennedy. Oh, in. you don't like Son of the Mask? Oh, definitely not. <laughs> Malibu's most wanted. But yeah. I do love his cameo in Harold and Kumar. Oh, He's just pissing in the woods. Bush. Is this your bush? <laughs> you on the force? <laughs> yeah, great role. And we have Leif Shriver plays Cotton Weary. And you don't see him a whole lot in this movie. He'll come in to play more in the sequels. Yes. Yeah. And Leif Shriver, also in Phantoms. And he was in Taking Woodstock. Plays a cross-dressing Vietnam War vet. Yes. He was in The Omen. I remember Remember that. that? I do remember that. And Spotlight. Uh, He's actually a really good actor. He's he's got that show on uh, HBO, not HBO, on Showtime, where uh he's a fixer. That's really good. I haven't watched it, but yeah, anything that dude's in, he's Well, he's also Sabretooth in X-Men and Wolverine Origins. That movie is shit, but it's not his fault. That movie is just Uh, awful. And somebody once told me that I really look like him. I don't see it. I don't. Um, if you, if okay. you have not seen a picture, it's a picture of him on our Instagram. I don't see a lead ass driver <laughs> at all. No. Yeah. No. But hey, thank you. Yeah. I wish I sounded as cool as him. His right. voice is Dude, killer. He, oh my gosh. He does, he does a lot of voice. He does a lot of narrating. Yeah. And yeah. It's really good. I just sound like uh, whatever. <laughs> okay. So Marco Beltrami, he did the score. Mm-hmm. And one of my biggest gripes with this movie is the fucking score. I really don't like the score in this. You movie. don't like the guitars? The like gu- Dewey, I like Dewey's uh, theme. Do 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 do. That's okay. What about Nick Cave's the the Nick Cave and the I Bad Seas? I mean, that's fine. I mean, Nick Cave and the Bad Seas are fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, I just mean like when there's like a scene where somebody's being chased, it's very like. <laughs> it's very like like lots of trumpets and horns yeah. and. It's so loud, and it, I just hate the score for this. And the music in Scream 2 was recycled in H2O. One of my biggest gripes, we'll get to H2O in a couple months, but I hate the music in that, too. Did did he do the score for that, too? Marco Beltrami? Yes. Okay. And they just like reuse some of the Scream 2 music, and it's horrible. Anyways, of course, Roger Jackson did the voice, and Wesley Craven directed and oh, Henry Winkler was the was the principal. And Henry he motherfucking was Winkler. He the was uncredited. Fonds. But yes. Yeah, apparently they didn't want to take away from the cast. Mm-hmm. So I've got a couple more casting what ifs here. Okay. So Steve, the guy who played Steve, who's gutted. Yes. In the beginning of the movie. He was originally or he was one of the, the last people to get called for Billy, but he was given the Steve role as kind of compensation. Like, hey, mm-hmm. sorry you didn't get Billy. You mind if we kill you very violently? Okay. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't really have a role. I mean, no. his mouth was duct taped shut, <laughs> and they killed him. <laughs> Brady Prince Jr. auditioned for Billy. Thank God that didn't happen. Yeah, he was fine. I know what you did last summer, I guess, but that movie's just not. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix turned out Billy. Uh, Melissa Joan Hart, Brittany Murphy also auditioned for Sidney Prescott. Mm, I cannot see Melissa Joan Hart as Sidney Prescott. No. I still don't. Brittany Murphy? Mm. Eh. You know. Rest in peace, Brittany Murphy, yeah. but I'm kind of glad he didn't get the role. Yeah, exactly. Before we dive into Scream, we are going to get Alyssa's thoughts on the movie. Why did she pick this movie? So, without further ado, here is our interview with my sweet, lovely girlfriend, Alyssa. What was the first time you remember seeing Scream? Um, Do you remember when it came out at all? No. No. What year was it? 96. I probably first watched it in high school with Brandon. I mean, it was probably in our like regular flow of horror movies that we were watching at the time. Okay. So. Did you enjoy Did you always enjoy it? Did you think it was a good yeah, movie? Yeah, it's, it's, to me, it's just a good entertaining movie. I don't know that it's necessarily scary, but it's a good entertainment. I don't know. I, um, I picked up, watching it for this podcast with Phil, I picked up on a lot more stuff that I think I missed yeah, when I yeah. wasn't, like, critiquing it Especially before. all the Halloween uh, references yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I always well the one that stands out is the um the Freddy Krueger <laughs> reference of the janitor like I always picked up on that one but there's a lot of little ones that are like just in the writing that I guess I never picked up on but yeah. um watching it with him and having him take notes I picked up on a lot more. Did you watch Dawson's Creek growing up? No. Did you ever watch it at all? Mm-mm. Okay, I didn't either. I totally did, but I'm for the <laughs> podcast. I gotta keep my street cred. <laughs> <laughs> Are you enjoying the VHS tapes? Well, you brought that up because the same guy that wrote Dawson's Creek wrote Scream. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. See, she didn't know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, th- I thought it was something. Knew that. Yeah, there you go. By Kevin Williamson wrote it, and he grew up in New Bern. Oh. Yeah, I we've been to New Bern a couple times. Yeah. I have about a fraction of the horror knowledge that you and Phil have, oh, okay. so yeah. you have to kind of lay things out for me. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So are you enjoying the VHS tapes that Phil has been collecting? You know, I do like them, mm-hmm. but I'm, uh, I am really like thrift shopping. Yeah. So for me, it's almost like an adventure to go to thrift uh, okay. Stop, okay. shops and find the VHSs. So That's pretty cool. It gives me an excuse to go to a thrift store. Phil said you were pretty excited when you found a copy of Mrs. Doubtfire on VHS. Yeah, um, and then I got Goodwill Hunting and Dead Poet Society all in the same little trip. <laughs> My boy's wicked smart. Okay? All right. That's, <laughs> I always edit it out. Wait, what? what? I said my boy's wicked smart. Like, oh, oh good will honey. Oh, hey, good will honey. Please edit that out. I got you. Wicked smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wicked smart. Oh, this is a hiving bite. I just didn't hear what you said. It's my Boston accent, which is ruined by my straight, crazy Southern accent. Okay, I got you. It's pretty bad. What was your favorite part of Scream? Um, I think my favorite part is finding out who did it. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, the whole thing is a whodunit thing. Yeah. So, but 
when I watched it, I the first time that I saw it, or the first couple of times I saw it, probably I always thought it was going to be the sheriff. Okay. Because of the boots. Oh thing. yeah. Okay. Like I always thought that 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 I was like really smart and picked up on that mm-hmm. when nobody else did, and then wait a second, the boots thing. What are you In talking the bathroom, about? Bathroom. Remember they're wearing boots. Remember? Oh, no, okay. No. Well, wait, yeah, they're, they're so there's boots and yeah. the guy in the stall and he like jumps down and it shows boots and then like two or three scenes later, the um, sheriff is smoking a cigarette and throws a cigarette out and uses the same boots to smother it out. Oh, I never picked so, up on that. Really? Oh, Look at you being smart. Mean to, like, okay. I mean, it introduce... was the sheriff, but that's a good, very yeah. perceptive of well, you. Okay, yeah. so when I watched it, I don't, I guess this is like my first time, maybe like after I watched that, but I always thought that like it was the sheriff because I thought that was a very subtle thing well, that they did. Well, that I she... never, yeah, I never oh. would have picked up on that. But I mean, it, now you say that, that's all I can think of. Like, yeah, those are the same boots. Yeah, wow. see, I thought I was so smart yeah. because I picked up on that, but then it turns out to be who they framed in the first place. So. <laughs> was there anybody that stood out on the cast that you really enjoyed? Or anybody that you like, really hated? Um, I'm a big fan of the Friends TV show. Okay. So Gail <laughs> Weathers... Like really, she had to lobby for that for that role. Did she really? Yeah, because she was because Monica's just a nice one on the show. Yeah, or nice ish because she's kind of she got too much determination, which can be a little crazy on the show. Yeah, Friends. I love Friends. I can talk all day about Friends. You guys can talk all day about horror (laughs) movies, (laughs) but I can talk all day about Friends. Who's a Rachel between me and Philip? Who's Rachel and who's Monica? A Rachel and a Monica. Um. I know, Phil doesn't understand this. Well, Phil would be Phoebe because Phoebe's a massage therapist. Oh, that's right. She is a massage (laughs) therapist. Yeah. I always thought Phil was an (laughs) Ursula, but okay. Oh, yeah. He might be Ursula. Well, Ursula was a porn star, so I kind of hope that Phil's not an Ursula. That was was right out of high school. We don't talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) That better be. (laughs) Bumming around the mean streets of Wilmington, North Carolina. Oh, boy. That's all made up. All right, moving on. Jason. <laughs> um, so, and there's any, was anybody you just really hated on this on this on this movie? The friend that uh, knew all about the horror movies is Randy. Randy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he just annoyed me a whole lot because when he's like in the video store mm-hmm. and he's like getting all like hot about you know <laughs> the argument that I can't remember what they were arguing about, yeah. but. I don't know. That just kind of annoyed me that gotcha. he was always so like determined to prove everybody wrong. Do you remember video stores back in the day? Yeah, Blockbuster. There's a Blockbuster like right around the corner from my parents' house. Oh man, those so, were the days, right? Yeah, just walking yeah. around. You just pick one. Yeah. Everyone got one. It smelled and like you... popcorn and candy canes or something <laughs> like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Scouty, what did you like? Did you Scout, like Scout, Scout has something to say. Here. How much did you hate Scream 3 to it? Have you seen yeah. the sequels? Have you seen the sequels? <laughs> oh, you need to at least watch them. You haven't seen Scream 2? I think I've watched one of them, but I Have can't. you seen Scream 3? I watched... I remember I've seen one of them because I remember that, like... Um, well, we're going to watch them. Yeah, the one oh, where, God. like, Gail and Sydney... I don't know. Something about they have another, like, plot. I don't know. I don't remember which one. Okay. I don't think I've seen them. Yeah, well, they're good. They're worth the well. Scream three is not that great, but the other two are. <laughs> Scout is not happy. Scout. <laughs> I'm gonna take a 
Black Scouty, Black Scouty. Oh, don't do that. <laughs> he has been doing that. Gosh. When he did that, it kind of tripped me out because I didn't, it didn't click to me that like Black Philip was a black goat and Scout was like laying right there while we were watching the movie. And then he just started singing that stupid song about Scouty pants. Oh, Phil also mentioned that you had some uh, critiques on the autopsy of Jane Doe episode. Oh, yeah. Um, so, I, for me, this was kind of what I thought was obvious and what the movie was about was that the witch, she couldn't die. Okay. So, she keeps getting, like, pain inflicted on her through all these, like, various methods. Okay. And throughout the whole movie, she never actually kills anybody. She just inflicts pain or terror mm-hmm. okay so like the 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 father um did not die by the witch the son you know killed him with the knife mm-hmm. and then the the girlfriend comes in and the dad like kills her with the axe uh-huh. and then the cat um the witch like caused pain but it was actually the dad that like snapped mm-hmm. the neck of the cat oh, yeah. and then he, the son um, she like scared him or whatever at the uh-huh. top of the stairwell. And I guess you can argue that she kind of killed him, but he actually just like falls to death on his own. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess that could be argued either way. But, but my view was that she doesn't actually kill anybody. She just inflicts pain and terror like other people are doing to her. Okay, that makes perfect sense. So yeah. that's what, and you guys didn't mention that. And uh, I told Phil perfect. I was so upset that y'all didn't mention that. <laughs> So. Did you did you enjoy Autopsy of Jane Doe? Yeah, and that's another one that I was actually sufficiently scared about. Because, oh, really? And I had actually watched it before. I knew what it was about. I knew what the ending was, but it was still, when we watched it together, I still closed my eyes like three times. Did y'all turn the lights off when y'all started watching scary yes. movies? Well, no, some, sometimes we have that little lamp on, mm-hmm. but sometimes he insists that we have it off and we watch it in the dark. And I don't like, I prefer to have the light on. <laughs> While we're doing little movie corrections, I do want to correct one thing I missed about The Witch. Okay. At the end of the autopsy of Jane Doe, I said, stick around next week because I'm going to tell you why they spell The Witch with two V's instead of a W. Okay. Now, when we recorded the episode, I said that the W wasn't invented yet, which obviously is dumb. Why would I say that? (laughs) Not true. Yeah. So I edited it out, but it's actually because the W just wasn't common speak. Around that time. Yeah. And also Robert Eggers found writings from that period where they would spell words with a W with two V's. Okay. So it was common during that era. I gotcha. So that's why they used the the spelling of that. I just want to say that. I gotcha. All right. Back to Alyssa. Yeah, I was really upset that he did not tell me that little trivia <laughs> in that episode because I was like lingering for a week trying to know why they didn't use yeah. the W. It's come, come back next week, same <laughs> podcast time, same podcast network. Um, so did you enjoy uh, Girlfriend's Pick or yeah, Girlfriend's Month? Yeah, I, I did enjoy that. I mean, it was fun to choose to. I was trying to choose too that people could find like on Netflix and Hulu and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I liked giving you guys some homework to do. <laughs> yeah, we gave us some homework, all right. Um, so yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed this month. And um, is there anything, do you remember, have anything else to say about Scream or uh, Terrify or any of the other movies we've done so far? 
Um, while we were watching Scream, the part where I don't remember if it was Billy or if it was the the other friend that says um, Stu. Stu. Yeah. Was it Stu that says um, watch enough movies and is it read enough books or take, take enough couple, notes? Watch a couple movies, take a couple notes. Yeah, watch enough. Say it again. Watch a couple movies. Take a couple notes. Yeah, you can um, get away with, you know, a crime or whatever. And I was just like, "Oh God, that's gonna be you and (laughs) you and Jason." And then I said, "If that does happen, you can call it A, the Mm -hmm. Spook House slaying. Okay. Or B, the Spook House slashers. Oh." That'll be our serial I killer did. mantra, or, or the name. <laughs> you know, everybody has you know like the Golden State Killer or the Gainesville Ripper yeah. for Scream. Spook House Slashers. Yeah, I like Here, that one. I came up good. with that one while I was. What would our head. motive be, Jason? It's the Millennium. You, motives are incidental. Well, the whole point <laughs> that Billy motives was. Motives are incidental. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The whole point is Billy said you don't have to have a motive. That's what Billy was mm. saying, right? Which apparently or it was a, they that? went back and forth in produ- production if they wanted them to have a, a motive or not. So they went with both. Oh, wait, <laughs> but they he did have a motive. He did in the movie. He did. His dad. But okay. for a while they kicked around him not having a motive. Just yeah. Just going to kill him. But it's like, what's scarier? It would have been scarier without a motive, I feel like. Yeah, because that's a psychopath. Exactly. But, yeah. Not just him getting revenge on his mom leaving. So, what would be our reasoning for killing people? For the spook house slings? For podcast listens. Oh. <laughs> well, you know, we would, I'm sure we would shoot up and download so it found out we were mur- murdering folks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, motive? I don't know. Late fees at the Alamo Draft House? That, that would be your motive. That would be my motive. <laughs> People that disparage the name of Halloween. <laughs> you know, it's just, the first one is just so slow, Phil. It's so slow. You know what? You're about to be a part of the Spook House slangs if you're <laughs> talking that jive. <laughs> All right, well, listen, thank you for being on the show. I have one more thing. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, go ahead. <laughs> um, another part of Scream. Okay. When Randy is sitting on the couch and he's alone and he's really drunk and he's watching Halloween, right? Isn't he watching Halloween? Yep. So we were watching this movie for the podcast and I was just like, huh, that's you, Phil, being really (laughs) drunk. And because when Phil gets drunk and he comes home, that's what he likes to do is he either turns on Slipknot videos very loud (laughs) or he turns on either horror movies or YouTube videos about horror movies. And he just sits out here and giggles. So if you watch that and you see Randy giggling on the couch, that is exactly what Phil does when he's drunk. I just imagine Phil be like, babe, come watch the Spit It Out video. It was banned on MTV. (laughs) Babe. (laughs) Disaster pieces. Come on. We got it. Yeah. Him and his Slipknot videos. (laughs) I know way too much about Slipknot than I ever wanted to know before I started dating. Um, all right, Alyssa, is there anything else that you no, can think of? I think that was it. All right. Well, thank you for being on the podcast, mm-hmm. and thank you for picking two great movies. You're welcome.
did you know that the house at the beginning of the movie okay. was next door to the Cujo house? I did not know that. That's right. Yeah. Huh. Cujo was filmed in Napa Valley? That's right. Oh, I did not know that. And the opening scene is 12 minutes long. Which is kind of a, a, a screenwriting faux pas, if you will. Because they like scenes should be more than five minutes. It's kind of the, the rule of thumb. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, before we get into the opening scene, the title card does not age very well. You know, it's got that font, and you hear a gunshot and a scream. And then it's like all over the place kind of yeah. too at the same time. It looks very Windows 95 <laughs> and kind of sounds like it too. Could have just used without it. Could have just used with the phone ringing. And yeah. I think that would have been a little better, but yeah. that's just me. Yeah. So we got Drew Barrymore. The killer calls the house. She picks up the phone. Yada, yada. She seems very bubbly, you know, kind of like, oh, hey, what's going on? You must have the wrong number. Yeah. Like, do you remember that being a thing, dialing the wrong number for a landline and talking to somebody completely random? Yeah. I never really carried on conversations with them. No, but I mean, you yeah. remember like actually being like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I must have called the wrong number kind of thing. Do you remember those days? That still happens occasionally. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I kind of remember that. You call somebody and you get the wrong number. Yeah. yeah. Hey, it happens. But Drew Barry, well, Casey, Casey yes. Becker, Casey Becker, she thinks this guy wants to, you know, like, is a horny, creepy guy. She's mm-hmm. like, they got 900 numbers for that. That Which, also brought me back. Back in the 90s. <laughs> oh, did you call a lot of 900, 900 numbers, Jason? No, but I remember being up past 10 o'clock on Comedy Central and they would always advertise uh, the 900 numbers. Yeah, they'd be like 1-800-boobs or yeah, something. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, sorry, 1-900-boobs. 1-900-tits. <laughs> for the hottest singles in town. Yeah. I guess those aren't really a thing anymore. You know, of course, this movie was originally going to be called Scary Movie. Yes. And they dropped that title a few times in this movie, including in this opening scene. She's like, I'm getting ready to watch a scary movie. She kind of emphasizes scary movie. Yeah. It's like, oh, (laughs) what's the name (laughs) of the movie? I'm really glad they went with Scream. I just. I think it works. But I mean, also, you got to think, what would Scary Movie have done if they went with Scream? I don't know. piece of shit <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and no i think the first one's got its moments yeah, where it's, it's funny got its moments. but the thing is it, it birthed an entire genre of comedy for the most part that's just fucking awful yeah and the only kind of those movies that still holds up that i would actually laugh at is not another teen movie that one's actually pretty damn funny yeah yeah i mean hey we've all seen the scene they're talking yada yada eventually he's like i'll gut you like a fish Oh, yeah, it, yeah. it goes from zero to 60 real quick. Yeah, real yeah. quick. And it's like, at that point, wouldn't you maybe call the police? Just maybe. But they're outside. She didn't have time. Okay, here's the part that's like, really? He's like, she's like, I'm going to call the police. He's like, they never make it in time. So she's like, oh, okay. I guess I won't call them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now, of course... Killers kind of like he's got the the role is like uh what what's the choice is yours what's the question uh blondie and then she does mm-hmm. hang up the phone and she runs around the house a little bit yeah but of course he calls her back and she gives him the whole speech about how her boyfriend Steve is you know he's big he plays football <laughs> that <laughs> kick the shit out of you <laughs> I always remember that because it's just so cheesy 
And that and the part was like when she says, uh, who's there? I'm calling the police. And then, she, the, the, you know, she answers the phone and she starts screaming. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, what don't you know you should never ask who's there? Haven't you seen any scary movies? Oh, scary movies. Exactly. Back with it again. Now, while Drew Barrymore was filming this, so Drew Barrymore is a big animal lover. Yes. And Wes Craven was shouting stuff about animal cruelty to her. Uh, she was just bursting into tears yeah. all of a sudden. It's kind of fucked up, but I feel you, Drew. I'm not down with that either. No. I will literally fight somebody if they abuse an animal. Um, <laughs> so old Steve is tied up. And, of course, we get to like the horror trivia part. Which is kind of what this movie is, you know, or the series is kind of known for. Even though it's not really... Has no. this ever happened ever again outside of this one? Was they ask what somebody's favorite horror movie is? Or give you any kind of horror movie trivia? I don't think they do a horror movie trivia part. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of phone calls, obviously. They're yeah, always phone calls. Obviously. So, <laughs> you know, when you think about this, if you're somebody you loved was tied up and somebody called you on the phone and was like, all right, let's do some trivia. You'd be like, oh, my God, are you going to ask me about trigonometry or something? <laughs> he was like, I'm going to give you some horror movie trivia. I'd be like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, what up? Just turn, <laughs> just turn the lights off. So like, or just like give it to give you whoever it is. Like, give a list of the link. We got this, folks. Uh, uh, we yeah. got this. Uh, clearly, you just called the spook house. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, I'm guessing you did pretty good. For the questions that are asked in this one, I hundred oh, yeah. <laughs> percent. Yeah, I'd be like, "Oh, uh, oh, Mrs. Pamela Voorhees," and just drop the phone and walk uh, away, like mic drop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just don't even answer the phone anymore. Yeah, well, she gets the question wrong. Of course, he asked her like, "Who was the killer on Friday the Thirteenth? Oh, it was Mrs. Voorhees yeah. instead. Oh, yeah. you got me. So he little, kills little Steve. trick question. Yeah, a little trick question, and he kills Steve. And he uh, just guts him, apparently. His guts fall out. There's a, two, there's a couple different cuts. I've seen a couple different cuts of this part in the movie. There's ones where it, the guts are just kind of laying there, and I've I seen a couple ne- cuts where the ones that are actually falling out of his, his, his stomach. I can never quite figure out exactly what happened to him. I like, guess he uh, he runs up, and he's got the big buck knife, and he just slashes it right across his stomach. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, there's a little cat and mouse scene after that. After he breaks through the window and grabs Casey, she runs around the house to get away, but Ghostface tackles her, mm-hmm. and he jumps off the porch. Now, this is a part I rewinded about, oh, four times last night, just okay. to make sure I was hearing what I was hearing. Okay. So, when Ghostface jumps off of the porch and tackles Casey, he jumps off the porch. Okay. There's not a wall there. Yeah. Okay. But when he tackles Casey, you hear like a loud, like he crashed through a wall sound effect. Really? Yeah. It's like, yeah, folks, go back and rewatch it. It's like, I want to go rewatch this. It's like, yeah, he just hopped off a porch. He didn't like crash through. (laughs) So anyways, funny, fun stuff. Fun stuff. And of course, this is when Drew, I mean, we'll call her, call him by the character names. Yeah. Casey is running away from Ghostface. And he got that iconic shot of Ghostface running up behind her. He it's kind of slow motion, and he, then he, uh-huh. he slow or he he comes up behind her and he slashes or he stabs her right in the chest. Yes, right in the chest. And it's about this time you see that her parents are driving up from wherever they are. That's right. And she's she kind of yeah lets her go. There's a bit of a struggle. Mm-hmm. Well, she kicks him in the balls. She does exactly. He gets off top of her. Yeah. 
And, and that'll be the first of many ball strikes against Ghostface. Huh. Tatum throws a bottle of beer, hits him in the balls. Yeah. I want to say there's another one. Yeah, ne- uh, Nev came one of those too. A lot of ball shots. Mm-hmm. You okay. think maybe like, where it comes. Balls are taking a beating. Exactly. Anyway, she kicks him in the balls. That gives her a moment to kind of escape. And she's trying to walk up to the front door as her parents are walking up and call for them, but her voice is just shot at this point on yeah. top of screaming and being stabbed in the the lungs area yeah so then he gets on top of her and of course gives her the final blow mm-hmm. but before he does she pulls his mask off and apparently that was drew barrymore's idea to pull okay. the mask off which hey nice little touch nice little touch and now her parents pick up the phone mm-hmm. and they're going to because they see everything all the all the stuff that's going on in the house. Yeah. It's on fire. There's the uh, chair's been thrown through the back door. Yep. And when his mother picks up, when her mother picks up the phone, mm-hmm. there's a, the, the camera tilt drives me crazy when she picks up the phone. Uh, I don't like yeah. that shot. I don't think it's. Well, just, this was the mid nineties. Yeah. In the early nineties, the camera would have done a complete 360 barrel roll. Yeah. You know. <laughs> and she can hear Casey on the phone still. Uh huh. She's so kind of a, Still whimpering. And the dad has a great idea of like, hey, I know there might be a killer in the house, yep. but I want you to leave my side and drive down the road. To the McKenzie's. Because, yeah, a little Halloween reference there. <laughs> and use their phone because their phone is better than ours, I guess. I don't get that part. Uh, maybe. <laughs> or what, no, But they can't make up. She can't dial out because Casey never hung up. Yeah, okay. But wouldn't you think he'd be like, Hey, we can hear her on the phone. She must be close distance because this is the 90s and it's not a cell phone. It's yeah. a house phone. So yeah. she must be within 30 feet of this fucking house. Well, you know, he's just trying to ensure the police officer there in a timely manner. Either way. Yes. Yeah. They walk outside and they see Casey strung up by the tree. He did some quick work there. He did. Yeah. I mean. All right. Who do you think killed her? I think Billy killed her. Yeah, yeah, because Stu was apparently with Tatum the mm-hmm. night before, so yeah, definitely Billy. I got you. Or maybe it was Roman from Scream Three. <sighs> Don't even. Ugh. Ooh. Hopefully, we'll never get to that movie. All right, moving on. <laughs> yeah, such a, oh gosh, that whole twist was just not. Ugh. Yeah. So now we got the Billy and Sydney bedroom scene. Sydney's hanging out in their bedroom, and Billy comes through the window, much like when Johnny Depp comes through Heather Langenkamp's window in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Yep. I thought about that, but yeah. She he would climb up the rose. Uh. Yeah, yeah. Now, Billy is just fucking weird from the start of this movie. <laughs> My biggest problem with, I don't think it's a Skeet Ulrich thing. I think it may just be the way this character was written, but he's just weird all the time uh-huh. and he's just kind of obviously the killer but maybe it's like he's so obviously the killer that you would think well they're trying to tell me he's the killer this entire time so therefore he must not be the killer yeah maybe it's that kind of thing i don't know but either way he's like yeah i was watching the exorcist and got me thinking about you it's like okay that's i'm trying to think he's talking about stuff always edited for television yeah there's all this Sexy movie rating yeah. talk. He's said, like, you know, when we first started out, we were an R rating heading for an NC-17, and now yeah. it just seems like we're 
Edited for television. Edited for television. It's like, okay, I'm just getting hot hearing you talk about this right now. <laughs> it, was, it was a nice thing. You had to be there, okay? Yeah. Well, either way, they make, they make out to an acoustic rendition of Don't Fear the Reaper. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's a little callback to Halloween because you hear Don't Fear the Reaper yeah. when Annie and Laurie are in the car. Mm-hmm. So maybe. And not a whole lot happens. Billy leaves. Well, her dad tries her to dad walk in. Her dad tries to come in. Yeah. The, also, the door seems like a, a bit of a fail. I've never seen... Have you ever seen a door like that where it would... The closet door would come in and it uh, would make... No, but I mean... Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. I wonder if they built that specifically for this movie. I don't know. I know that house is uh, quite popular. But it'll come into play later. It definitely will. Yeah. So, Billy climbs out the window. Not before... Sid shows him in titties. Mm, She's she, like, hey, will you settle for a... PG-13. Oh, because we're still on with the sexy movie talk. Yeah. Like, got it. Here's my boobs. He's like, oh my God. All right. When was the last time he saw... I mean, I know they, remember they boobs? used to. Boobs in a PG-13 movie. <laughs> When's the last time, last time he saw boobs? Okay, no, not <laughs> yeah. that. But when was the last time he saw boobs in a PG-13 movie? Uh, it happens. I remember air, airplanes PG and you see boobs in that one. Well, the 80s and 90s, you can get away with a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So the next day, this is kind of when you see the school and, you know, Sid arrives at school and Tatum meets Sydney and she's kind of telling her like, oh my God. Like, she says, you know, Casey and Steve were murdered last night uh-huh. and Dewey says it's the worst thing they've seen, they've ever seen in years. Even worse than, then there's a little moment. Yeah. A pregnant pause, if you will. Uh. And he says, well, it's bad. Yeah. Of course, Sydney's mom was killed a year prior. Yes. Yeah, and this was the one year anniversary, or it's close Tomorrow. to it. Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, close to it. Henry Winkler, who plays the principal in this. Yeah. In case you didn't know, was the Fonz in Happy Days. The coolest person ever at the time. Yeah, he's the principal in this, and there's this weird part where he touches Sydney's face. He's like, hey, are you okay, Sid? And he just touches all up on her face. <laughs> If I were one of those cops, I'd be like, hey, you want to back the fuck off? Buddy? I remember <laughs> I was watching this with Em, and she was like, well, that's inappropriate. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, a, it's a little weird. Yeah, so not a whole lot there happens in that scene, but we meet Dewey and, yeah. you know, and the sheriff was also a cop in Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. 12 years prior to this. Also a Wes Craven joint. Also a Wes Craven movie. <laughs> Or a Wes Craven joint, as my co-host likes to say. <laughs> <laughs> I just say it, because every time I say it, Phil gives me like just a look. It's like, God, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start editing this out, Jason. I know I'm going to start. <laughs> so the next scene, we got the whole gang hanging up by the fountain. Did you ever do this when you were having lunch at school? Did you ever like, well, go outside? No, granted, we didn't have a fountain at our school. Well, we couldn't afford a fancy fountain no, at our school. Exactly. This wasn't Napa Valley. Remember when our high school had a smoking pit? This oh. was before we made it to high school? No, it, they got rid of it in our eighth grade. When we were in eighth grade, was the year they got rid of it. Because I remember my brother could have, he didn't smoke or anything, but he could have gone smoking pits to back where in the day. high school kids could go and smoke cigarettes. Here's what you would do. Now, granted, this was like 2003. If you were 16, because in North Carolina, I don't know if it's changed as, as the law has changed, you can smoke at 16, you just can't buy cigarettes. Oh, and, I was always wondering. No. And so, with a permission slip from your parents. Oh, my God. If you were 16, you could 
go to the smoker's pit on your break and you could smoke. Now, if you were caught smoking in the smoker's pit without this permit, you were in a lot of trouble. But this is a thing that my high school had and Phil's high school had yeah. until we were in eighth grade. Now, of course, when we made it to ninth grade, they got rid we of it. Called up to the big leagues. That's the <laughs> year they did away with it. But wow, can you fucking imagine a high school having a smoking pit? And that wasn't that long ago. No. Was this a thing across all high schools, or was that just us? Well, I'm sure. I mean, I'm sure every high school in North Carolina had it. I don't know if you know this. That tobacco is, kind of built this state. Yeah, that's true. We are like the tobacco state. So, yeah. wow, that's crazy. Anyways, no, we didn't we have, have a fountains. we didn't have a water fountain. We had a smoking pit. <laughs> so you meet the whole gang: Stu, Billy, Tatum, and this is the first time we meet Randy, right? Yeah, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, this first yeah. time we see Randy. And of course, they're talking about the murder. Who mm-hmm. did it? It takes a mind to do something like that. <laughs> and they're always asking what kind of question they ask. Did they ask if you hunted? Yeah, that's how I hunted. It's like, why did they ask you to hunt? Because they said she was gutted. Uh. <laughs> An insult I've not heard in a long time. Somebody called when Billy called Randy a fuck rag. Oh, or yeah. It, or was it still he called Stu a fuck rag? Uh, they were both being Yeah, little, one of them. A fuck rag. A fuck rag. Okay. <laughs> well, that's a new one. Listen up, you fuck rag. And, of course, we got to say Matthew Lillard's line, Liver alone! Liver alone! Liver alone, get it? his tongue is out in half of this movie. Yeah, he really goes over the top. Oh, and by the way, he was cast as a, in this role by chance. He went to an audition with his then ex-girlfriend for whatever, uh-huh. and Scream happened to be doing auditions across the hallway, and the casting director was like, hey, do you want to come audition for this part? And he just went in there and nailed it. <laughs> they're like, okay, you're Stu. So, hey, glad for, you walked in there. Yeah, good Matthew. for Matthew Wheeler. Later that day, Sydney gets dropped off of the school bus. Also, I was like, okay, you're in a rich, affluent neighborhood. Oh, and your and dad's is quite quite rich, and yeah, you're riding the bus. Yeah, like, she does kind of live in a fucking mansion. Yeah, I was like, I was looking at that house. I was like, damn, that's a nice house. That's, it's so weird. I never used to think about that. But now that I'm 31, I was like, mm, I wonder how much that mortgage pays. Mm. That's like the first thing that comes to yeah, my mind. I, I, see it, and I, I'm, and I was like, God damn it, dude. I hate you. I hate yourself. <laughs> oh, I miss being good. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So Sydney's talking to Tatum on the phone, and they're going to have a little movie night. And they're going to see all the right moves, because if you pause it right, you can see Tom Cruise's penis. Is that confirmed? I don't know if it's confirmed, but it's uh, it's 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 very. I remember the scene they're talking about, and it's quite. It shows a lot. Okay, you can at least see his bush. All sure. four feet eight of Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you want to see Tom Cruise's little wiener, just watch all the right moves. And it's just pre Scientology, so he might not be. I don't know if that has anything to do with the. Uh, he has a bigger wiener before maybe. he joined Scientology. Know. Is that what you're saying? Possible. All anyway, right. I we'll can't look confirm, into it. We'll I can't look into it. The penis, We're gonna get to the bottom of it, guys. Probably a bush. All right, I'll show you Tom Cruise's bush. Cool. <laughs> so Sydney takes one of those midday naps. She gets off the phone with Tatum. She's like, "All right, I'll see you later. Come, come on over." Do you ever take one of those weird five, six hour midday naps? Yes. Like you fall asleep at like you're like I'm gonna lay down for like twenty minutes. It's like three o'clock in the afternoon. Then you mm-hmm. wake up and it's like 11. How awful do you feel? Don't you just feel like shit? And you too? just realize you just fucked up your sleeping pattern so badly. Yeah, and then you try to go back to sleep, but your body feels like shit too. Yeah. I, I do that all the time on Saturdays or Sundays. I'm I try not to do those a whole lot these days. I try not to, but sometimes. I don't, I don't take naps at all these days. 
I'm a, fuck something asleep. Anyways, does, yeah, I'm with you. So, <laughs> um, so the phone rings, and of course we get our first "Hello, Sydney." So <laughs> very iconic. Yes. Do you think did they ever star sixty nine in this movie? Do you remember this? No, but it was an uh, untraceable call. It was one of those. Um, it wouldn't have worked. Because they're okay. using a clone cell phone that would probably is a restricted number. Hey, younger folks listening to this podcast. <laughs> Back in the day, when we had landlines, there was this thing called Star 69. Exactly. And if you press Star 69, it would tell you the number of the last person that called you. And it would also offer for a 50 cent charge if you would like them to go ahead and call that number back for you. That's right. Yeah. Do you remember Star 71? I do. I don't remember exactly what it did. Three-way though. calling. Oh, that's right. Yes. Do people still three-way call? I'm I'm sure our phones can do it, Dude, but I don't. You, okay. Everybody has forgotten about three-way calling. You could seriously fuck up somebody with three-way calling because nobody remembers oh, I it. I do remember. I remember okay. back in middle school, like a friend would call me and ask me something. I'd be like, "Dude, are they on three-way right now?" Oh yeah, <laughs> I do remember that. I was like, a, I was like, "Are you a cop? Are you a cop?" You're always suspicious <laughs> if you're on three-way or not. <laughs> Anyways, oh the nineties. Gosh, and then of course I remember when like a. Uh, Caller ID came out and how much of a game changer that was. Yeah. Well, apparently after this movie, Caller ID tripled in sales. I can absolutely see that. I don't know if it was just the times, you know, like it was just one of those things that I don't know if it correlated with Scream or it seems like Caller ID would have just eventually become big anyway. Yeah, I guess that's true. But, but I mean, I could see this having at least maybe, not maybe a massive effect. Sure. So, um, also, the, the striped green couch that Sydney Prescott was sleeping on. Mm-hmm. We had that same couch. Really? Am I am I home? Yes. I'll be damned. Mm-hmm. How about that? Exactly. You should frame it. It's not existing so, anymore. Okay. Oh, the tornado blew that away. I think it. Had, I don't know if it was going by the time the tornado got there. <laughs> anyway, Jason's house was blown down in 2014 by a tornado. Hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I can think a few things more hilarious. The the whole being destroyed by a tornado. Oh God, I'm sorry. <laughs> I truly am. That was that's a bummer. Um, you can come live with me if that ever happens again. Let's hope it never does. Yeah, let's hope not. So of course, you know, we get Sydney's first encounter with Ghostface, and you know he he's like, "I'm on your front porch." Okay, so I got a question about this whole scenario. Okay, now. I don't think that anything that happened was impossible or anything. But when he gets in the closet, mm-hmm. when does he manage to get in there? Now, does he get in there when she's sleeping? Or can't she hear him in the closet when he's talking to her on the phone? Yeah, or like because she walks around on the porch. I'd be like, hey, I fucking the... hear you in there. Yeah, but do you remember <laughs> like she she walks outside and she's on the porch mm-hmm. and she kind of walks around because it's kind of a wraparound porch. Yeah. And she left the front door open. Do you think that's when he snuck in to the closet? Maybe, who knows? Either way, it's a it's a good little scene. It's a I wouldn't call it a I guess it's a jump scare. She's looking out the door. It gets me he, every time. Oh yeah. Oh not every. Well, I know now, but I mean, if I go like a couple years without watching it, it does it does startle me. Yeah. So Sydney and Ghostface they have a little tussle there. Well, she walks back inside, mm-hmm. and he calls it. She calls his bluff essentially. Yeah, yeah. That he doesn't see her. And then he uh, hangs up the phone, and mm-hmm. then she he busts out of this closet. Yeah, and runs. It has the butcher knife, and he tries to kill her immediately. Kitchen knife. It's butcher knife. Or butcher knife is one of those like kind of rectangular block shaped knives, mm-hmm. ones that they 
butcher stuff. Oh, with. yeah, I'm sorry. Buck knife. Was yeah. Like, <laughs> buck knife. Not a, yeah. Actually, Actually. So, <laughs> Michael Myers does not use a butcher knife. It's I just can't kitchen. wait. I'm sorry. I can't wait for next month where I get actually the fuck, when you actually the fuck out of me every episode, I'm sure. Oh, uh, no. I'll, <laughs> I'll take it easy on you, young buck. <laughs> <laughs> no, I got a lot of research to do on those two. Yeah, I do too. So they have a little tussle. Okay. They wrestle. A they wrestle. <laughs> yeah. He slams Sydney's head on the floor. He was her headbutt. I thought he just slammed her head on the floor. Actually, yeah, that is. For whatever reason, I'm, I thought, yeah, he does. Yeah. I'm, Which makes much more sense. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, that scene where he, like, puts a knife up to her face, that's Wes Craven behind the mask right there. Really? Yes, it is. But she knees him in the balls, right? Does she yes. knee him in the balls? I'm pretty sure that's what happened. Jesus Christ. Balls are taking a beating in this movie. Well, I mean... Well, she runs upstairs. Because even though she made a joke oh, she, about it. She tries to get out the door, of course, but she can't, so she runs upstairs. Yes. And she gets into her bedroom, shuts the door, does a little closet thingy where the closet door is wedging the bedroom door from opening. Mm-hmm. And, and she I types the 911. See, no, I never remember this. Now, granted, <laughs> we didn't have like internet for a while. I don't know if we had internet by the time this movie came out. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, and we lived in very rural areas and, like, you just kind of get there. Yeah. Um, like, I couldn't even get cable. We didn't get electricity until, like, 2001. Right? Yeah. I remember that. And yeah. as soon as you got 9 11 happened. Shitting in outhouses. <laughs> it's a couple cut your bullets. <laughs> Nothing like digging a latrine every Saturday. That's right. Um, but no, well, I couldn't even get cable on my road growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I had cable. No, I, I could yeah. not get cable on my road. They, oh, they, okay. They, they just could not happen. I remember my parents Jeez. calling about it. And they just could not know. Wow. Yeah. So either way, she types to nine one one, which I didn't know that was a thing. I didn't remember either. But I'm not saying it, it's not happening because I mean I'm not necessarily calling this movie's bluff, but I don't remember that being a thing. We could be wrong. If you remember that, tweet yeah. that or tweet or not tweet us. We don't have a Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and we will not be getting a Twitter because there's an election coming up. I won't know part of it. Well, so Twitter sucks. Yeah. So if we're wrong about that, yeah, let us know. Yeah. But either way, Billy shows up and he climbs through the window. He's like, oh my God, I heard your door was locked. I came around. And he steps inside and he hugs her and a cell phone falls out. Mm-hmm. And Sydney's like, wait a second. Billy has the power to teleport. I suspect he's a killer <laughs> because <laughs> the killer leaves the door and right away Billy's like, I mean, it's literally like five fucking seconds. Sydney's like, did you just run downstairs, run around my house, remove your costume, climb through my window? Or maybe he climbed through another window in the house upstairs. Even then, it would. It, it does. It's It stretches yes. a little bit of plausibility. But I'm not saying it's impossible for him to have done what he did. I'm just saying it's it's very... I'm saying it is. Oh, you are saying it. Yes. I'm saying it's implausible, but not impossible. Okay. If, you know, he has the power to teleport. Oh, Either way. You don't know. He might be Nightcrawler. Hey, might be. Either way, Sydney suspects that Billy is... Well, she's not sure what to expect because a cell phone drops out of his pocket. And hey, who the fuck has a cell phone? Oh, well, he says everybody's got them, Sheriff. Everybody's got them, Sheriff? Everybody's got them, Sheriff. What were you doing with the cellular telephone, son? Well, everybody's got them, Sheriff. You got a permit for that cellular telephone, boy. (laughs) Oh, we'll get there. (laughs) So, Gail shows up in front of the house, and the cops are there, and Gail is wearing a highlighter. 
Her yellow ass dress. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I thought it was like in her hair. I was like, how did her oh, hair yeah. like stuck <laughs> Yeah. So, of course, you know, we get a little bit of dialogue with Dewey and. Oh, she, when she runs downstairs after that, oh, she, Dewey's right. got the mask over his face and that scares the crap out of her. And then it scares Dewey. Yeah, because Slowinks, I'm a dummy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he kind of grates on my nerves a bit. Really? A little bit. What about in the sequels? I'm just not a big David Arquette fan. Really? Ugh, I don't know. He doesn't bother me. For what he is. You didn't do anything wrong, David. It's all good. I... You know he listens to everything everybody says about him at all times. Really? Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. You can come on the show. No, you did great in this movie. Okay. Um, all right. So, of course, we we then get that wonderful line. What are you doing with that telephone, son? Cellular telephone. <laughs> that age as well. Yeah. Everyone's got him, Cher. Yeah. No. Now, I got a question. Is that his dad or is that his lawyer? I think that's his dad. Okay. With the floppy haircut and grumpy face. Yeah. Looks like Grumpy Cat. Yeah. Yeah, that's his <laughs> dad. <laughs> Pre-Grumpy Cat. He just passed away, though. Too. Him? Grumpy Cat. Oh. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Grumpy Cat. <laughs> I'll pull out a little... Uh, little cable for you when i get home one for my cat (laughs) one for one for grumpy cat (laughs) all right um also they find out that neil prescott Mm -hmm. has not been signed in or he's not registered at the hotel he said he was gonna be registered at oh that's right yeah so that's when you kind of think oh is it sydney's father who's the killer yes we don't know we don't now dewey shows the sheriff the costume and do you know what it says on the costume package? It says Father Death. Oh, yeah. It's not say Ghostface. I'm so happy that this character was went down as Ghostface and not Father Death. Yeah. Could you imagine if, like, if people was like, you know, they talk about horror icons and it's like, Freddy, you got Jason, and you got Father Death from Scream. <laughs> well, I've never really been a big fan of the Ghostface. It's just stupid. I don't know. What, what else would you... I don't know. The Scream? Ghostface. Because he looks kind of like, you know, the, the Scream painting with the mouth. Yeah, I don't know. Did you know the original costume for this was going to be white? Up until, like, a very last minute change, they were like, oh, let's make it black. Can you imagine the costume in this being white? So would it be like the same, like, robe kind of thing, you think? Or just... Oh, yeah, same thing. And, of course, they changed it because somebody was like, that kind of looks like a KKK outfit. Now, obviously, we don't want David Duke chasing Nev Campbell around. Let's maybe change that. Hey, good fucking call, guys. <laughs> I can just imagine. Jesus Christ. What? Yeah, why don't you go ahead and put a red cross on his chest, too? Oh, my God. Also, how do you sneak around in a all-white? Yeah. <laughs> hey, whoever made that call, good job. It's my some like uh, costume designer who like lived in Alabama, grew up in Alabama. He's like... Or she or he or she was like, hey, guys, little Klansmen out here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Where were we? Oh, yeah. So Sydney and Tatum and Dewey, they need to leave the police station. Mm-hmm. There's media frenzy out front. They yeah. go out back. And Dewey's like, wait here in the alley. And Gail sees them in the alley. And she runs up to him trying to get the scoop. And this is the first time Sydney meets Gail. In person. Yes. And Sydney doesn't like Gail because Gail 
wrote a book. Or about, is, is writing a, bur- a book. She was also writing a book about her mother. The she's also the beat journalist for the trial, which I have huge issues with this trial's timeline. By the way, of her mother. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we're gonna get into it now because it is super mad. Oh, so her mother was killed a year ago. Yes, and but that, he was already tried in, within yes. a year. Okay, yeah. In that year, they found the suspect. They tried this guy. They're sending. They're going to gas him. And Gail Weathers has written an entire book that's coming out next month. Oh, okay. Doesn't line up. There, that's not going to happen. Good job. <laughs> I missed that, but you're 100 percent correct. Yeah. That's a lot to happen there. In no year. state. I don't care if it's uh, Rhode Island has a tiny population yeah. is going to be able to get a murder one trial. This is when Sydney punches Gail. She's like, I'll send you a copy. Bam. (laughs) Now, later at Tatum's house, they're having a little sleepover. And, of course, the killer calls. Yes. And Tatum's mom is like, Sydney, it's for you. And he's like, surprise, Sydney. (laughs) So do you think he, like, called the house and was like, oh, can I speak to Sydney, please? (laughs) 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 Or do you think, was he like, can I speak to Sydney? I want to assume this was Stu. Even there's a conversation later, I want to assume that this was Stu. Call it would make more sense. Well, Billy wouldn't have the voice changer thing, which, by the way, that technology doesn't exist. But he wouldn't have that thing with him in the jail. So. No, yeah, I'm assuming it's got to be Stu. I guess. But now they're back at school. Yeah, and when they're walking up, Sydney sees Gail Weathers in the van. Uh huh. And she's like... But first, we get a quick cameo from... Linda Blair. Linda Blair, mm-hmm. who, of course, played Reagan in The Exorcist. 20... Is it 74? Something that came out? 73. 73. 23 years earlier. I'm saying it. I'm not a big Exorcist fan. Yeah. You've said it before. Really? And I'll say it again. Me neither. Okay. It's okay. Yeah. It's overrated. <laughs> Fight us. <laughs> Do something about it. At me on Instagram, <laughs> motherfucker. I don't even give a shit. What's good with it? <laughs> yeah. I think the Exorcist is overrated. What about it? Take all those Academy Award nominations. Shove them up your ass. Yeah. So Sydney runs into Billy, looking crazy as ever. And I love how Billy compares his mom leaving his dad to Sid's mom dying. He's like, just get over it, Sydney. She, it's been a year since she died. My mom left my dad. I got over it. It's like, yeah, it's not really the same. Yeah, maybe you could chalk that up as to be like just dumb teenage shit, you know? Well, but still, hey, I was a dumb teenager once. I wasn't that dumb. I guess that is true. <laughs> this guy's a psychopath, so he doesn't understand anything. Yeah, that's true. And this is when one of the kids pulls a prank. It's just a prank, bruh. I'm gonna run through the school with the ghost face costume on. I don't care how smart you are as a teenager. You're a fucking idiot. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. That was just... And how did they find out that that was the mask? I figured that was... Huh. Yeah, you're you right. Because they that tried to keep be... that under wraps. Yeah, I mean... It wasn't like there were CCTV cameras everywhere. In, in yeah, the murder just happened, like, what, one or two days ago? Well, this was day two of Scream. So Okay. So, so basically, basically, Tuesday, Steve and uh-huh. Steve and Casey get murdered. Wednesday is when Nev Campbell almost gets murdered. Uh-huh. And then now they're on Thursday. Okay. So how do they know what the, gotcha. the outfit is? Either way, Henry Winkler is not happy. Oh, he ain't it. putting up with that shit. Boy, he goes way over the top here. 
he goes fucking nuts, threatens him with scissors. He's like, yeah, if this were fair, I'd rip your insides out and hang you from a tree. It's like, Jesus Christ. Okay. (laughs) Maybe take it down a notch. Just a bit. The insensitive little shits that you are. Yeah. And even puts the, oh, he gets a little handsy with them too. He puts a knife on one of their chests. He puts the fucking scissors scissors up to their goddamn chest. (laughs) Like, whoa, what are you doing, Henry? Back up. So the next scene, we got the cliche, cruel cheerleaders in the bathroom who are clearly 28. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think one of them has even had a boob job, probably. <laughs> and also, I don't remember girls wearing cheerleader outfits. To Yeah, you know, maybe it was just our high school, but... I guess we did kind of for that kind of thing. There was never school. a big emphasis on the cheer squad. No. At the most, our cheerleading squad would like stomp, stomp, clap. And do a little cheer, but yeah. it was never like big stuff. I mean, they're always and, at the the football and basketball games and stuff, but it, I don't really remember like being all excited about cheer competitions like a lot of schools have. There was never a head cheerleader oh, dating yeah. the football no. quarterback guy. No. Oh boy. Yeah. Maybe it's just us. It could very well I mean, be. Well, we our school had a smoking pit, so what do you <laughs> what do you expect? We're just full of nothing but burnouts. Pretty much. So this is when we get the bathroom attack scene. Yeah. So also, this is where you get the exposition of like what happened with Sydney's mom. Like you finally out like what really happened. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, you know, her mother was murdered, and she's you know it sounded like she was getting around a little bit to the rumors. Uh huh. And this is the first time you really hear anything about that kind of stuff in the movie. So the cheerleaders are talking about how Sid's mom was rather promiscuous and yes. getting around town and... Cheating on her dad. Cheating on... Yeah. That's kind of the first time we hear about that. Yes. Okay. Ghostface is hanging out in the ladies' room. Yeah. And he attacks Sydney. This was a good little... It was a little, good scene. Good little scene. Now, do you think that was one of them? Who, Billy or Stu? Yeah. Uh, Probably. I just assumed it was Billy. And I always thought it was Billy or Sue, but this time I watched it, it's like, maybe it was just some rando. I wouldn't get too lost in it. Okay, I'd probably but, am. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a good scene either way. And I then mean, she just runs out and is never talked about it again. It was kind of weird. Yeah. She was never like, hey, the killer's in the bathroom, guys. I feel like... Right uh, there. Just just watch the door. See who comes out. I mean, Follow him. Follow him. I'm pretty sure <laughs> like, uh, Principal Henry would literally murder this person, even if it wasn't him or not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Principal Henry... Gets on the intercom. He's like, school is canceled tomorrow. So, school's canceled. Cut to School's Out by Alice Cooper. Do you remember this? Do you remember having CD players like that? I think I had that exact same model. I do. Yeah, <laughs> I miss those things. Yeah. Now, Winkler gets... This is the Winkler death scene, right? Yes. Before all that, I think. Yes, it is. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Henry Winkler, their principal, is in his office... And he shuts the door. He checks his hair in the mirror, much like the Fonz yeah. did. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See what you did there, Wes. Very funny. And he, okay, this part, I just can't fucking even. When he sticks his head out <clears throat> and he sees the janitor. And he's Wes Craven and he calls him Fred. Dressed as Freddy Krueger in the sweater and the hat. He's like, oh, not you, Fred. It's like, oh my God, could that be any more on the nose? <laughs> Jesus Christ, take that out. Oh, that part bothers me so much. Did you remember liking it as a kid? 
Nope. Really? Even as a eight year old kid, I was like, "Well, that's fucking stupid." <laughs> <laughs> Is there anybody that likes that part? Let me know. Yeah, and that's the um. Well, and then he uh, he goes in, and he shuts the door, and he walks away. And oh yeah, Ghostface was behind the door, and he does this kind of like flapping in the wind. It's almost like you can only see the fan in the background, like making his. his Ooh, <laughs> I'm a scary ghost. He stabs Henry Winkler. Yes, and he did. I always remember from the trailers. I remember that you get the reflection of Ghostface in his eye. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, I remember that from the trailer when I was a kid when the, the commercials were out yeah. there. I remember it was always in the commercial. Yeah, that was showing a lot. Sid and Tatum hanging out on the front porch, and this is when they kind of go into more backstory of Sid's mom because Tatum brings up like, like those might not just be rumors, Sid. See? Like, there's been talks of. You know. Yeah, for some reason, this kind of feels out of character for Tatum, especially at this juncture with things going on. She's been trying to be murdered, so it seems like she's talking about maybe her mother was getting around uh-huh. on her dad at the anniversary. It just seems for... Tatum's been almost like her protector this entire movie. It maybe seems a little out of character for her to be bringing that kind of thing up. I get for the it, movie why it's in there. Like I understand it, why it's in it the movie. It does, yeah. Um, also... Her outfit is super nice this entire movie. It is. <laughs> but, okay, this part is kind of weird. She's like, it's almost like the Richard Gere gerbil story. Yeah. You hear it enough times, you start to believe it. <laughs> okay, that is a rumor, right? Yeah. A total rumor. Uh-huh. Kind of a dick move for Wes Craven to put that in there. Kevin Williamson probably put it in there. Well... It's kind of a dick move. Eh, well, it's a rumor, though. It's, I mean, it's always it's been a long urban Yeah, but later. at the same time, if you were Richard Gere and you were watching this super famous movie, and you're <laughs> like, oh, that fucking rumor? Really? You had to write that in there? Where did that rumor come from? I just want to know, like, who's the first person These that started These are pre-internet rumor. rumors. Yeah. Remember the rumor of, like, oh, Marilyn Manson got his ribs taken off so, so he could like... suck his own dick? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'd be wearing Marilyn Manson shirts, and I'd heard that so many fucking times and yeah. shit be like hey did you hear that he took his ribs out i'd be like no you fucking idiot no he didn't well like, this is before the internet so yeah. you couldn't be like google it you where's know? snopes at yeah <laughs> it wasn't around so people would just make up stuff and people would be like i guess i believe that i don't understand how somebody would even put a gerbil in their butt and why they would put a gerbil in their butt i don't know but kevin williamson had to put it in there just seems I mean, like a dick thing i don't know maybe it's just me and Tatum says, yeah, this is like something out of a Wes Carpenter flick. <laughs> oh. What do you think about that? Uh, it didn't. I didn't. I was like, Buh. Swing and a miss. Swing and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say John Craven, though? John Craven. Well, that, that sounds even worse. It sounds like a comic book hero. Introducing John Craven as yeah. Nighthawk. So now we are at the video store scene. Now, this scene was filmed at Bradley Video in Santa Rosa, California. Now, Bloody Disgusting ran a piece on this video store back in 2016. So if you want to read it, just type in uh, video store used in Scream. There's like a whole depressing piece about it. What happened? It closed down like every fucking video store ever. So... It's a little interesting read, but yeah. they filmed it there, and this scene is great. I mean, you get Lillard and Kennedy discussing horror movies in the video store, and 
It's just a classic scene. Because they're probably dead. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you get everybody's a suspect. Yeah, which is in the uh, hey, intro music. Have you heard that? <laughs> yeah. Later that day. They go to Dewey drops Tatum and Sydney off at the, I guess, police-sponsored party for the kids. Yeah, and Sydney makes a remark. She says, look at this place. It's like the town that dreaded sundown. She wouldn't know that. She admitted she didn't like horror movies Mm -hmm. when she was on the phone with the killer. Remember that? Yeah. So the fact that she would know this obscure kind of horror movie, not really plausible. Uh, Hmm. It is a knit I shall pick. Okay. So, moving on. Yeah. They're in the grocery store and fucking really. Yeah, did this I didn't like. Really happen? Did I just see what I thought I saw? Yeah, Ghostface and the stalking them in a grocery store well, in was... broad daylight with, I'm assuming security cameras and many people around. Are you fucking serious? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was pretty dumb. I don't know what they were thinking, and also the thing because he was in a. Tatum's house too in the backyard watching them as well yeah like, this is just dumb hey what's that there is that a knit I'm gonna pick it yeah I'm gonna put <laughs> that in my pocket I'm picking it picking it big time oh yeah I'm take a fistful of that knit and <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay so cut to boom the third act of the movie which Finally. is the party scene yes and this is kind of feels like it's all been leading up to this moment yeah this is a 42 minute scene well, not scene. 42 minute, you know. Set. Or the, yeah. the entire 42 minutes of this movie are just this party scene. That's right. And as we stated earlier, they filmed this over like 20 something days from the time the sun went down to the sun came up. And it was a grueling photo sh- Not photo shoot. It was a grueling shoot. Yeah. The house in this is pretty fucking bitching. Yeah. The first shot, like inside the party, they're all sitting on the couch and... Sydney's like, why is Jamie Lee Curtis in all these movies? And she's like flipping through like the fog, Terror Train, and Prom, Prom Night. Night. Yeah. And Channing Perky Nips Tatum goes to the garage <laughs> to get more beer. Yeah. She's like, hey, I need a beer. I'm going to go get one. Or no, uh, Stu asked her to get a beer. Oh, that's And she right. says she's the beer winch, which is a line I always use when somebody tries to uh, get me to grab a beer for me. I was like, what am I, the beer witch? <laughs> Hey Jason, go get me a fucking beer. What am I, the beer winch? <laughs> I don't. Sorry, I don't grab. I don't grab PBRs for people. I'm just too good for that. Oh, okay. A little too highbrow. A little too highbrow for that. Okay. And Tatum says one of the funniest lines in this movie to me. She was like, "Well, of course, you know." Tatum goes out to get beer. The door's locked. Right. Yeah, like she tries locked. to go back in, so mm. she tries to open the garage door. Yes. Turns around. Ghostface is there. You know, mm-hmm. she's like, "What is this? I spit on your garage." <laughs> I love that. That's yeah. that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is the first time and only time in this movie we hear the word "ghostface." She's like, "Please don't kill me, Mister Ghostface." Oh, yeah. So I guess that's where the term "ghostface" comes from. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. And I want to be in the sequel. Yeah, and of course she's he, not going to be though. Yeah, and of course he slices her on the arm. And a little chase ensues. She hits him with the freezer door. Yeah, like, these people really fight back in this movie. Yeah, again, hits him in the nuts mm-hmm. with a beer. And it shatters, too, so that was getting real hard. Ooh, jeez. 
and she tries to crawl through the cat door. Apparently, she could fit through this thing, so they had to yeah, do a little... Yeah, she learned during the filming that, hey, I can fit through a cat door. <laughs> <laughs> but in the movie, she could not fit through the cat door. and so That's right, of yeah, course. And so, Ghostface hits the, the up button, and it smashes her in the, the garage door. Yeah. And then he just leaves it there for anybody to see. Yeah, and nobody notices nobody until notices. a few hours later. Yeah. <laughs> Billy shows up to the party uh-huh. after this killing, of course. Yes. And Stu, who was told by Tatum not to invite Billy to the party, uh, was like, oh, Billy, how are you doing here? Uh-huh. Billy and Sid go upstairs. And, you know, talk Stu kind of sets him up. He's like, go up to my parents' room, kind of talk, you know, whatever. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And, of course, there's weird movie reference sexy talk. I never liked the porno line. Oh, it's just kind of yeah. and awkward. He's but like, yeah. it's like Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. And that seals the deal. Oh, yeah. Because that's when they start like... Well, what he's talking about is all oh, one big movie. Yeah, it's all one big movie. It's teenagers, like, teenagers are fucking dumb. Drop this analogy, please. <laughs> for the love of God. I remember in Scary Movie when they did that line. But like, yeah, there's the key group. The gaffer's over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I be a Meg Ryan movie or a good porno? I hate that line. Ugh. And then, of course, she breaks the, the rule. You know, you can't have sex in a horror movie. Well, she has sex with, with Billy. Yep. Yeah. That is true. And this is all kind of intercut with Randy explaining the rules of the horror movie, which is another That's one right. of the, the most you know iconic scenes in this movie. Yeah, that is. I forgot all the rules, but basically, don't say I'll be right back. Don't have drugs or sex. The sin factor. Yeah. Uh, You know, all those. This is when Gail and Dewey, they walk down the road to find the car. Now, Dewey goes up to Gail and says, hey, the sheriff just called me and said there's an abandoned car down the road, so I need to go check it out. Yeah. So was the sheriff just driving by and saw this abandoned car and was like, hmm. Let me call Dewey and tell him to check it out instead of just checking it out. Doesn't make sense. Yeah. But okay, exposition. <laughs> Gail and Dewey are down the road. Got it. All right, so Sid and Billy are post-coital yeah. <laughs> after they've sealed the deal. And Sid asked Billy who who Billy called while he was in jail. Yep. Billy's like, I'm not. What do I got to do to prove I'm not the killer? And of course, that's when Billy gets stabbed yes. in quotations yeah i remember when i first saw this movie i was like oh he's totally dead and now I yeah. watched it, like, he's kind of like you can kind of tell he's holding back a little bit uh-huh yeah, yeah i was sold on it yeah, like really first was. time i saw it i was like oh shit billy yeah. wasn't the killer yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah and then he does that that wipe off of the of the uh the knife which i always kind of like yeah yeah and then they have the chase scene through the house which this house is bigger than the home alone house yeah the house is massive yeah <laughs> And the chase goes all the way up to the attic. And again, she tries to go out the front door. But uh-huh. She can't, so she has to go up the, keep going upstairs. <clears throat> and she Sorry. blocks him in. She puts a surfboard in front of the door. That'll hold it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. And she crawls out the window, and she screams for help. And as she's screaming for help, Ghostface got in, and he grabs her by the wrist, uh-huh. and then she like pants and falls down perfectly um, onto, onto a boat. boat. Perfectly, yes. And then she sees Tatum for the first time, you know, stuck in the garage door, dead. Now we cut to Randy 
drunk on the couch watching Halloween. By himself, because all the other kids have left. Brother, I have been there. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure I was there a few weeks ago. Probably going to be there tonight. Who knows? It's Saturday. (laughs) There is a very real possibility. (laughs) No, like, straight up. We were watching. Send me a selfie at like 3 o'clock tonight. I'm pretty sure a month ago I, I came home hammered and I was like cooking veggie burgers and I was like, I want to watch Halloween 4. <laughs> <laughs> Alyssa's coming out here like, can you be fucking quiet, please? I'm trying to sleep. Yeah, I got to protect Jamie. Wait, wait. Yeah, when this part happened, she was like, this is so you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, God damn, it kind of is. You've been this person forever, Phil. Yeah, this I realize this is making me sound like a raging alcoholic. I don't drink that no, much. No, not okay? even like that kind <laughs> of thing. Much. But I've always been like, you've always been the night owl. It's like, no, let's do, let's let's watch, let's watch this. It's one uh, o'clock in the morning. Who cares? You don't have to do nothing tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, but yeah, there's a very real possibility that can be me later tonight. Sydney runs to the van, and she sees Kenny. That's right. Oh, Kenny. Or looking at the video, because they put a camera in there, but it's on a 30-second delay. Yeah. And so they see that Randy's talking, is talking to the television uh-huh. as Ghostface comes up, and it looks like he's about to kill, kill Randy. So they're screaming at the television. But then Ghostface doesn't kill him, nope. runs out the door, and... He slashes Kenny's throat. That's right. Dewey runs inside the house, clears the living room. So Kenny gets his throat slit. And this is, you get the whole little cat cat and mouse scene of... She's you know, crawling out of the van, and he's kind of crawling behind her. Yeah, and she, like, runs into the Jeep. Yes. And you get the whole door locking scene. She locks the door. Yeah. And then he presents her with the keys that he has for the door. So he keeps unlocking the door. So Gail runs to the van. She uses the uh, big old Zach Morris phone. Now Randy runs up to the van, like, you know... Yeah. Screaming or whatever. She gets startled and punches Randy in the face with the fucking phone. So she drives off and there's blood all over the windshield. And it's Kenny. He's on top of the van. Now, Matthew Lillard and Skeet Ulrich, they can't pick up Kenny and put him on top of that van. That's a lot of heavy lifting. Uh, Yeah. So how did he get up there? They made a winch and pulley system, and they got him on there just for this kind of thing. Oh, that must have been right. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, he got up there. Yeah. (laughs) So she's driving, and he slides down onto the windshield. She said, get off my fucking windshield. Yeah. Randy and Stu, they do the... It's him. He's killing it. Finger pointing game. Yeah. Yeah. Now, when Stu runs up, he runs the direction that the killer would have escaped the Jeep from. Yeah. You know? And he's covered in sweat. Yes. That's a little detail. And she's like, all right, fuck both of you. Shuts the door. Billy takes a tumble. Yeah, this is when... <laughs> this is when they, re- the, they kind of reveal their plot. That it's, it's yeah, Billy. Th- this it's is Stu. when you... Re- yeah, so Stu comes out with the voice changing box, and it's like, oh, shit, it's Stu as well. Yes. Now, was this the first movie where there were two killers? See, I was trying to think. I was trying to think of other instances where there were more than one. You know, I mean, there's always, like, monster movies, like Aliens and stuff. Yeah. But I'm trying to well, think of, like, a slasher where there's more than, like, more than... Well, one. we'll say this is the first one that we can recall, anyways. There might yeah. be. Again, send us an Instagram message. That's right. One. Yeah, Stu says, watch a couple movies, take a couple notes. Me and you, we should be... <laughs> 
Well, I've gone through one notebook with this TV show, with this audio podcast. <laughs> yeah, I've taken more horror movie notes in the past few months than I care to count. Yeah. <laughs> By this point, I should be an expert. Yeah, exactly. It's revealed what they're why they're doing this whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. well, at first, it's like they're saying that they're just doing it for no real motive at all. They just wanted to do it. Uh-huh. But then, Stu tells Sydney that her mother was having an affair with her dad. Billy. Billy, yeah, sorry. Yeah. With Billy's dad. And that they were, that's the, his mom found out, and that's why she left. Uh huh. And that they. She was no Sharon Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it sounded British when I said that. <laughs> he really crushed this movie. Oh, Lillard kills it. He's, he's the star Absolutely. of the show. I wrote down Lillard is crushing it. Yeah, I, I wrote down, uh, I will never be as cool as Matthew Lillard. <laughs> it's in the a scream, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, Billy. Tell Sid how they, you know, killed his mom, killed her mom a year earlier, mm-hmm. and how they framed Cotton. Yeah, and now they're going to do the same thing, but they're going to set up Sid's dad. Yes, to be the killer. Yes, yeah. But when you think about it, there is so much work for that to happen. Yeah, as far as like DNA and plots and like, oh, just you know, yeah. Once you get like an FBI agent like digging through everything yeah. that's happened, they're going to be like, wait a second. <laughs> Mm, I don't know about that. Mm, everybody was stabbed perfectly in killing spots, but you were just stabbed a couple times in the gut. Yeah, and like, yeah, your story doesn't really add up here, but this is a movie. Yeah. Whatever. What if? So, and then we get the stab scene, which this is a great, great part. Oh, and this is when you gotta have a sequel, and Lillard is just going full batshit crazy. His spits wagging out. Spits yeah. coming out of his mouth. He's going nuts. He's like, I'm going for the MTV Video Movie Award so hard. <laughs> it did win. I know it 97, did. best movie. Yeah. yeah, and we get the stab scene, which is amazing. They're yeah. stabbing each other. Yeah, you've seen it. Oh, you I've haven't. seen it several times. No, not you. Oh. You. Yeah. Personless. <laughs> Listener. <laughs> just broke the third wall. Ooh, there you go. <laughs> So, Stu goes to pick up the gun. He's like, uh, Houston, we have a problem, which was improvised. Oh. Yeah. He improvised a lot in this movie. Yeah, I did read that. He yeah. And, uh, he and um, um, Randy, Jamie Kennedy. Yeah, yeah. So, Sid pulls a sneaky. She disappears. No, Gail picked up the gun. Oh, yeah. that's right. Gail yeah, yeah. Oh, no, of course. And that's when you get the, uh, you know, she's got the gun. Uh-huh. And then she tries to pull the trigger on him, but Billy oh, knows right. that the safety is on, so he knocks her out. That's right. And he's about to shoot her in the face, and then Matthew Lillard realizes that Sidney mm-hmm. Prescott is gone. That is right. And then the phone rings, this and is my it's Sidney on the phone. This is a tad cringy to me. Yeah. She's like, what's your favorite scary movie? <laughs> it's like, oh, cringe. Okay. It reminds me of back in the day when you did get up, when you're on the phone with a landline. It's like talk to her. I gotta use the bathroom real quick. So you, you know you hand the phone <laughs> off so that you don't have to hang up and call back. <laughs> and he's like, "Did you really call the police?" It's like, "You bet your sorry ass I did." My mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me. Yeah, yeah. Lillard's just on fire in this yeah. whole fucking scene right here. You hit me with the phone, dick. Yeah, yeah. Halloween is still playing in the background, and. It is on the closet scene. Yeah, that's right. Also, at the same time, where where Billy mm-hmm. is about to go in the closet. Yeah, but the roles are reversed. Yes, and Sydney comes out of the closet, stabs Billy in full ghost face regalia. That's right. Oh, speaking of Halloween, 
in this movie. Mm-hmm. It was playing in the background the whole time. You know, during yeah, the party. Yeah. And one of my favorite parts is when somebody calls Randy's house and he gets the news that the principal has been killed. Yeah. Hung up at the football field. Yeah. And you hear the Halloween theme in the background. Uh-huh. Because it's the first time in this movie we hear a good score. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love this part so much. Why? Oh, it's because there's a good score playing. Uh, okay. Not trumpets and horns. And <laughs> yeah. Sid and Stu wrestle around for a bit. And this is when you get the whole, I always had a thing for you, Sid. <laughs> and in your dreams. In that it. whole part was improvised. Oh, really? And they ended up dating. Yes. That's right. They dated for two years. Huh. So that's probably why Matthew Lillard has an accidental cameo in Scream 2. Because he was hanging around on set. You can see him in the background during the party scene. Yep. Very, very briefly. Like, yeah. watch a YouTube video. Type yeah, in Scream 2, Matthew Lillard. Yeah, it'll he's come got up. bleach. I can't hear his, like, bleach hair or frosted tips, which were both popular back in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Billy gets on top of Sid, and he's about to stab her, and she digs her finger into the wound in his chest, and yes. then Gail shoots Billy right before he stabs her. Exactly. And this is where Randy has the, this is the moment when the dead killer comes back to life. And cringe. Uh, not in my movie. <laughs> Ugh. Okay. And that's basically in the movie. Now there's a little bit, you see Gail Weathers reporting. Reporting from the scene with the sun rising around her. And she says, like the plot of some scary movie, <laughs> with emphasis on scary movie, because that was the title at the time. Like the plot of some scream. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's a little jump scare at the end. It's just like a flash of the ghost face. Oh, masks. Yeah. oh, yeah. It's a little unnecessary. You don't really need that. And did you watch the credits all the way through? Not on Netflix, but I've seen it several times where they're doing like everybody's picture next to them kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it does yeah. that cheesy, like, they do it in Scream too, also. 80s slow mo thing yeah. where they show each character. They did it in the faculty too, because I remember John oh. Stewart's got his. He's got his hand cut off still. Yeah. Yeah. It was a. Could have done Yeah. Well, it was popular hey, in the 90s. It's 96. Yeah. You know. And that's Scream. That is fucking Scream. God damn it! That is going to be our longest episode, probably. So, what, overall, what do you what do you give screens? So today, overall, I'll give it an eight. Give it an eight? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'll give it an eight. I give it eight and a half. Okay. You know, I mean, a lot of it doesn't quite age well. Well, it did kind of revitalize the horror genre. Yeah. That's on the the good side of it, but on the bad side, it kind of revitalized a horror genre. Well, and it, it, like everything that came after, I can't think of one. Like, I guess the faculty is still fun, but all the movies that came out after this that were just trying to do Scream again, like even H two O, like was like, okay, let's do Scream though. Kevin let's Williamson do, wrote that, right? He did write that, or he got an, he did an uncredited rewrite. You know, it's kind of Kevin Williamson's fault. I mean, I don't think he's that great of a screenwriter. Well, I mean, what do, you, do you think he's more known for Scream, or do you think he's more known for Dawson's Creek? What well, do you think see, was bigger in the 90s? Therein, lies, therein lies the problem. Yeah. I don't think the writer of Dawson Creek should be... I mean, they're both great. Granted, Scream was a great screenplay and everything. And yeah. It really, you know, he had a stroke of genius, wrote mm-hmm. it in three days. Yeah. But I don't think he should have been given the keys to the kingdom, Yeah, per se. Yeah. Because of that. Yeah. So... Yeah, I can understand that, yeah. And, like, I really, I can't think of any 
Scream movie after this. Scream 2 is good. I like Scream 2. Scream 3 is Scream awful. 2 is okay. I actually enjoy Scream 2. I really do, genuinely. Here's, I watched it last year. Here's what would have helped Scream 2. Okay. Don't kill off Randy. See, I, like, I mean, I liked Randy and I missed him, but I think it was a good choice to kill off one of the main characters like they did. They shouldn't have killed Tatum in Scream. She, they could have really used her in Scream 2. They maybe could have, yeah. yeah but again, you needed to... Definitely could have. She was the only main character that died. A main character has to die in these movies, you know? And if it wasn't yeah. Tatum, then it would have been Randy or Dewey, you know? It could have been Dewey. We could have used Tatum a bit. What do you bit. think about Scream 4? I wasn't crazy about it. I liked it better than 3. Oh, for sure. But still, it yeah. was uh, like, okay. When I saw it, I was like, no desire to watch that again. <laughs> the part where the cop gets stabbed in the forehead and he delivers that one-liner, fuck Bruce Willis before mm. he dies, kill me now. Don't make me ever have to watch that again. CGI, don't, ins- no. don't insult me like that. But I think it's still fun. It's not great or anything, but I think it's still... It's Wes Craven's last movie. It is a Wes Craven's last movie, which kind of... He did... Well, it's the movie before that. Uh, uh, my Soul Would Take. Yes. Never that saw that. Movie is, he wrote it, and directed that movie. I think it's got about 7% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not good. Ooh. Yeah. Well, good points to scream. Look, I know I'm, as always, critical. Picking them nits. Yeah. Whatever. But it did revitalize the horror genre, which was I mean, all but fucking dead at that as point. Bad, yeah, as bad as the, the, the scream horror movies were after this, they were awful before it. All right. So it was... Very original. Yes. Great ensemble cast, like top to bottom, fucking great. Yes. It was the right movie at the right time, for sure. Yes. A year or two later, it probably wouldn't have worked that great. Lillard and McGowan get the MVP awards for me, personally. Yeah, Lillard definitely gets the MVP for me. Oh, yeah. Now, the bad points for me, again, it revitalized a hard genre. Yeah. For... For worse, you can see it, it seemed like a uh, like a all right. Let's just close the chapter on this. But it, instead of closing the chapter, it was like, oh, we're going to do all this over again, kind of thing. That's kind of what it felt like. Mm-hmm. Like he's like, okay, well, whore, you know, this is dead. Let's just go ahead and do the, the pen and this this at least a slasher subgenre. But it completely revitalized it in a way that just kind of yeah. Also, some of the dialogue is just straight up dumb. Yes, yeah. Some of the just like. Ghostface stalking them in broad daylight in a grocery store. Yeah. That's fucking dumb. Who's not going to see that? And apparently everybody knows what the outfit looks like. So who's not yeah. going to be like, hey, guy? The score, not a fan. There's a little too many movie references. The whole, the not you, Fred. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> Henry Winkler with Wes Craven dressed as Freddy Krueger as a janitor. Do you have a point marked off for that? Jesus Christ. Yeah, you got you lost a whole point because of that one. <laughs> But overall, look, it's a classic. It is so 96, it hurts, but I like it for that reason. Yeah. So here's a conversation worth having. Was New Nightmare kind of... So Wes Craven, of course, directed New Nightmare three years before this. Yes. It touched on a lot of the same themes. It's it's very meta. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of hate using that word because it's like, aren't I smart? Oh, yeah. Yes, but you're right. It's very meta. Also, New Nightmare had a prank caller. Oh, I didn't think about that. Yeah, they did. Nightmare on Elm Street had a phone call scene as well. Oh, it did. Yeah. Wes Craven's got a thing for phones. Am I missing one? Uh, 
I'm not going to go through his filmography to find them, but if you know of any. Shocker, maybe, but that's really more televisions. But yeah, New Nightmare kind of played on the same themes, like the effect of movies on kids and that whole thing. So Mm -hmm. it was like Wes Craven was, he was on the right track, but he hadn't quite figured out. Which one do you prefer? Scream. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Now, granted... Craven didn't write Scream. No, he did write uh, New Nightmare. Yeah. But he didn't write Scream, no. Which one is more impactful, Scream or The Blair Witch Project? Which would come out three years later. I'm going to say Scream because now Blair Witch Project did, it wasn't the first found footage movie, but it did kind of like kick that star up into the mainstream. Definitely. But how many times do you think most people have seen Scream and how many times do you think most people have seen Blair Witch? Like how many people have seen Scream well, versus like Blair Witch? People, but I mean, how many times are you going to rewatch Blair Witch? Like, it's kind I of like movie. that movie. I mean, it's not saying, like, but the for me, like the cat's out of the bag, so it's not as much fun of a, a watch as it was when it came out. So it's Scream, kind of. Well, it's yeah, kind it's, of a whodunit. Yeah, it is, but it's oh, well, still it is a fun. And I think for, I, this is just me. Uh, They're both very different movies. Yeah, but I'm rewatch value to me. I think is higher for Scream. Yeah, that's fair. And Blair Witch actually made, made a little bit more money. I know it netted more money because it only cost like ten thousand. Oh well, night. Blair Witch was the highest grossing independent movie of all time until I think Paranormal, until Paranormal yeah. Activity. Do you yeah. know what before Blair Witch was? Was Halloween? Yep. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I always kind of resent Blair Witch for that <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Take my Halloween championship. Yeah, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> So And then you lost it to fucking paranormal activity? What is wrong with you? So, here's a weird little fact. This movie essentially was the seed for the Me Too movement. Oh, I, Because yeah. this is where Rose McGowan had a run-in with that fucking pig of a and human it, being, Harvey it, Weinstein. Yeah. So, this is where all that started. And because, she was on Phantoms, too, which I believe was also a Harvey Weinstein. Oh. Which I think was the very next movie as well. So, and she... She was the first to call out Harvey Weinstein? She, yeah, but when she first did it, nobody really said anything about uh-huh. it. Cause she did that like years and years ago. Yeah, and, and then... that's probably um, one of the reasons why you didn't really see her in a whole yeah, lot. Yeah, and then there was somebody else that started the... Well, I mean, uh, Courtney Love said it at one of the roasts, or the Pamela Anderson roast. She said it on the red yeah, carpet. Yeah. But the whole Me Too thing really picked up steam after... Well, Rose McGowan was a huge part in that yeah, whole thing. Yeah. So, shout out to Rose McGowan. Yep. She's a badass. Yeah. I like. I love Rose McGowan. Yeah. Watch Doom. Watch uh, Doom Generation when you get a chance. Okay, I would love to. I read about it when I was researching this movie. It looked pretty good. So the Scream TV series. Have you watched? I've not that? watched any of it with no. the blow up doll Scream face mask. No, I've not. I think the reason it looks like that is because of the rights issue. Yeah, I think. they couldn't get the rights, which is understandable, I guess. But I don't think it was. Although really worth I think the, the newest season, they actually do have. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, they do. They brought back the original mask, but I don't think that's gonna matter. I just, I don't know. Everything after the first scream just is a sl- very quick decline. I see. I still enjoy Scream too. I'm not even. I really. It's okay. Just, yeah. yeah, it's okay. It, boy, Scream three. Yeah, we won't get there. Oh, no. Also, one last question. Yep. Is this Wes Craven's best movie? Well, he didn't write this one. Is this the Oh, the movies he's directed. Do you think this is better than Nightmare on Elm Street? That's the real question you're asking me right now. <laughs> Let's be real. Yeah. 
I might give it to Scruton. Uh, I'm giving Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I'll give it to Nightmare on Elm Street as well. Even though I don't think Heather Langenkamp is that great of an actress. Oh yeah, her and her mom are really bad in that movie. Yeah, there's some there's some nits to be picked with that movie. Oh yeah, absolutely. Some very valid nits. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, Nightmare on Elm Street contributed to defining an entire genre, yep. whereas Scream was more of a satire of the genre. I'll say Nightmare on Elm Street though. Yeah. Overall. All right. As far as like creativity and I don't know, they're both fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. They both get participation medals. Oh, participation medals. <laughs> yeah. In the horror movie Olympics. Sorry, you came in, y'all came in second next to Halloween. <laughs> what? <laughs> don't roll your eyes at me, sir. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong, but. <laughs> I've got my high rolling license and I'll roll it wherever I want. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'll put it to you like this. Halloween was playing during this movie. <laughs> That is true. No, look, yeah. I love I love all three movies. Yeah. Shit, I love Halloween, I love Scream, I Which love Nightmare on Elm Street. Speaking of Halloween, what will we be doing next week, Phil? Boy, we are doing motherfucking Halloween, so get ready. Get ready. I like to think that I'm prepared for it, but it's it's going to be something, man. It's going to be an undertaking for oh, sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it, though. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason, this is by far the longest Spook House episode, so if you have made it this far... Thank you so much for listening. We, we really appreciate you. it. Um, yeah, stick around next week, and we are going to kick off Halloween, the series. We're yeah, going to kick off be, the entire yeah. fucking series. We're going to yeah. do Halloween 5, Resurrection. Rob Zombie ones. Rob Zombies. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, look, Halloween season's coming up. So Very excited about that. I'm excited for this weather to cool off Gosh, finally. Wait, we've got nothing but like, uh, rainstorms here for like an hour. Yeah, and by then... the way, folks, the entire time we've recorded this podcast, my door's been open and it is hot as shit in here. Y- yes. No AC running, so I got sweat dripping down my fucking back right now. <laughs> but that's what we do for the Spook House. And we do it again. Yes. But I wouldn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jason, I think it's time we get on out of here. But All we right. will see you guys next week. So until then, I'm Phil. I'm Jason. And this has been the Spook House.